up. Bill, uh, is your background a pizza? Is it? What is that? That's Lee. <laughs> oh, no, that's leaves. a good idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> that was I'm a fat guy? <laughs> <laughs> no, I was like, from where I'm like, is it like, is it like, uh, totally pepperoni and sausage and black olives? <laughs> Wait, I guess you're hungry. Mm. Yeah, so what'd you guys do for breakfast today? Uh, I made scrambled eggs and I fucked them up. I'm trying to cook a little more. Yeah. I cooked, that's not... I cooked fully pasta and this week. I fucked it up. How'd you fuck up pasta? I burned it. No, I, I just, I just uh, sauteed some chicken and onion and, um, no, I... You just burned it in the pan, though. Yeah, yeah. and then I That's easy to do. That's poured in the sauce, and then I tossed in some peppers. And I just my timing was off on everything. Get some poopers. Fully ate it. She was like, "No, it's fine." It's food. But I was like, I, it's I, nourishment. I, I made yeah. enough to have leftovers next day. I couldn't do it. I just Aww. tossed it. Well, in that's the that's bin. a pro it's a process. So this morning I made scrambled eggs, which is a deal because you don't like overcooked eggs. the eggs. I don't I don't mind scrambled eggs. What's your idea of overcooking? Because I love to destroy my. Eggs. I know there's some people who really like it. It it wasn't moist anymore. It's it only recently like... that I've learned the joys of like wet eggs. <laughs> wet eggs. scrambled. Eggs. Well, if you have to eat eggs, what what kind of eggs? Like scrambled egg. Yeah. Okay. I like I like airy, just fluffy protein slush at that point. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. You ready, my friend? If you are. You, you, you just want a bottle of water? That's all I need. Okay. I have diet sodas. It's better just to drink water than it does diet sodas. Cause diet sodas. I also sodas. had coffee before. Do you want some formaldehyde in your system? Come on, Annie. It's so tasty. But it's got lemon flavor. It is fizzy. <laughs> Pickle yourself from the inside out. Come on. Ooh. Hey friends, hey pals, that's right, it's a spooky October Ooh. Boy Howdy podcast. We shouldn't use up all our spooky because it's like two weeks till Halloween. <laughs> you know what, that's not the sound we should make. I don't know what the sound when? of Canadian Thanksgiving is, but today is Canadian Thanksgiving. This always tricks me. Today, I'm like, you guys, why do they have... <laughs> they're, they're not allowed to have their I own know technically Canadians kind of had the same story we did as, as, as far as settling this country and robbing it from the Indians, <laughs> but it's just like, why do they have it with... Today is Canadian Thanksgiving. This day is the day I give thanks for all my Canadians. I love you, Canada. But you guys fucked up your Thanksgiving a little bit. At least how, how did they fuck up their Thanksgiving? I mean, guess this is more the harvest season. I guess it makes more sense to have Thanksgiving now. But like, I was getting. Uh. How did they fuck up for Thanksgiving, it's like, dude? It's like it's like it's it's like what the, the no they have them in the correct it's order. It's like when the it's Greek first Orthodox Christians have their Easter like on January sixth. Phil, think about it. You have Thanksgiving first, then you have Halloween, oh, then man. you have Christmas. That oh. is the correct ranking of holidays. We only have one more podcast before Halloween. Halloween's on the Saturday. Mm -hmm. We record on Sunday. Yeah, buddy. So we get out. We gotta so we have our special spooks. All Hallows Day podcast this That's year. That's right. What are we gonna do? Who, who uh, we, honor the which beloved dead. We gonna dress I don't know. Are there any fat saints? Can you be saint be fat? Because that kind of... Uh, what? that saints have to give up shit? That you have to... Like, not there's a regimen well, you have to follow to become there, a saint. You could just but... be martyred and boom, you're a saint. I don't know how many saints there are who are shown as plus size. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've never seen any, like, saint oh, candles boy. where it's a fat guy. Hey, everybody. Hey, this is the Boyhood Podcast. I'm Annie. That's Bill. We're here to talk to you all about some pop culture detritus. Bill, what would you get up to this week, my friend? Uh, last night I played uh, Drawful and Cribbage. Have you ever heard of the Jack? You don't know Jackbox? Well, I remember, games. yeah, you don't know who Jack was a thing in a moment in I time. I never played that. Did you play that back in the day? A little. Okay. It's a trivia game. Uh, this is essentially, I don't know if it actually has, you know, uh, you don't know Jack in the in in the bunch of games that you can get, but this is mm -hmm. you can get it on Xbox One, PlayStation Four. I'm sure it's on Steam. And you can play it on PC and stuff. Uh, but you can play it. Uh, you, you and whoever in the room has a tablet, you you can all mm. connect to your console. 
it's all like drawing games, guessing games, uh-huh. uh, essentially cards against humanity kind of stuff where you're sure. like writing down the worst tar- Essentially, like, yeah, it'll have like a Mad Lib thing where like you put in the worst shit and they'll like make sure. phrases. That was a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, last night was the birthday party for front of the podcast, Daniel uh, Grumpy Turtle Rudis. And so he invited a bunch of people over and playing shit. It was fucking, yeah, Happy it was a good birthday, time. Grumpy I think Turtle. it's only like 20 bucks on PlayStation Network. It's yeah. Fucking, for, it was worth the 20 bucks we had last night. Yeah. Playing all that shit. I'm glad you get and the weird thing is because like how you play it uh the game sends you to uh an online website where you have to register all your devices mm-hmm. which is really actually really easy it sounds more complicated than it is but that also allows anyone who has a link to uh on the internet who has a link to that that the, the, the little online uh that portal. game room mm-hmm. they give you they can watch live online so like i tweeted out the uh our our little game room code on mm-hmm. the twitter last night a little passcode so people were watching us and they could actually vote on our answers oh really so they're actually kind of participating when we have no idea who these randos on the internet watching us play are uh-huh. but it was kind of cool we were yeah like, of course like you know a game turned from us just trying to like uh entertain ourselves to uh-huh. trying to like you know win the votes from sure, the sure. unwashed masses following us on twitter but <laughs> sure. it was pretty good it was a pretty good time yeah uh by unwashed masses I was I mean, about to say it. <laughs> three people <laughs> in the audience for our game but it was kind of a, it's, it's 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 a cool little unique video game thing i've never really done before yeah and essentially about- online essentially video game board game yeah that's strangers on the internet can kind of vote on a little for like a little it's, i feel like there's yeah. been a void on the party games yeah, lately yeah so. especially with like rock band and all those kind of like those mm-hmm. those kind of social living room games uh-huh. kinda, oh that I guess has that anyone in your household bought the new rock band no we kind of man we got did you guys so, rock band yourselves out we got I mean, we spent a lot of money on rock band too, yeah. especially joshin bahar and that's yeah. the thing if we ever got back into that they would probably want to get the Xbox One version because Rock mm-hmm. Band Four what just came out like this past week because mm-hmm. that's where they bought all their stuff and I, think I don't also... think it matters which platform you bought the materials on. No, right? I think it does. Like it has to be within the, the Microsoft ecosystem or the Sony oh, okay. ecosystem. I think okay. which kind of makes sense. Sure. Um, but although I guess I don't know if it's different on the Xbox or on the PlayStation. But on the Xbox One, I have, I see. I guess you have to manually scroll through it, all fifteen hundred uh-huh. songs to yeah. look to see which ones you bought. There's no way to yeah. say, "Hey, here's what I bought. Just yep. download this." Griffin McElroy was saying that in his review on Polygon. I didn't even yeah. see any reviews for that. But yeah. everyone else has been saying it's actually the gameplay's and everything pretty good. It's yeah. still fucking rock band. Yeah, it's rock band. It's more rock band. I guess there's a solo mode that they put in for no reason, which makes sense. Doesn't make any sense because it's not like you know how to play the notes. It's just a bunch yeah. of colored things on the guitar. It's not like you know really know which notes do what. Sure. And so you're just going, doo, 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 like, just yeah. making noise for 30 seconds. Sure, which... yeah. <laughs> anyway, but, uh, just did that last night. What'd you do? Uh, the only, I, I haven't played much games this week, uh, still kind of in crunch mode at work, but, uh, I did last weekend have a chance to play the beginner's guide. Have you, have you tried this yet? I keep on meaning to. I bought it. Uh, I bought that! I bought that with, oh, shit! Spooky. Spooky. Yes, Bill? Spooky. Uh-huh. Horror game called Lakeview cabin collection i think okay no you talk about what you're talking okay. about now we'll interrupt later <laughs> <laughs> i have to look up the thing i want to interrupt you about uh, okay, to make sure i fine. get the name right well i don't want to talk about it too much because it's it a gives game like a half an hour long everyone it's keeps a, on saying it'll take me long to explain it it's it well even beyond that it is a game that is very much so about your experience with the game uh-huh. but it's interesting i keep wanting someone to play it so i can actually have a conversation with them about it because it's Shit, you should have told me that. I would have played it this morning while waiting for you. There's a fine line between art that's a, 
it, it's tricky to do art about art without being so meta that it comes off as masturbatory. This is the guy who did the Stanley Parable. This again, is right? one, there are two gentlemen who did the Stanley Parable, and this is one of the the gentlemen involved good in that game. Or the bad. Yes, Bill. Obviously, they broke up. Somebody had some good ideas. Somebody had some bad ideas. This game is it's interest. It's really interesting. It reminds me. I, even if I say if I say what it reminds me of, it will give some aspect. Of I know it's supposed to be some kind of meta thing where you're like inside the creator. No, so you don't. So you don't say there. any damn. Th- you should not know anything about this game. Go into it. I think it is worth the what seven bucks that it costs. Yeah. Um, and it's an interesting you experience. On it's only about an hour and a half long. Yeah, I played it on. Is Steam. it first person? It is a first person. I know you're not big exploration into game. Okay. I mean, I could do. I don't like first person shooters, and I don't like first person games where something's gonna jump okay. up behind me. I got something that's gonna help. I thought you looked behind me in a way I, where I was like, "My br- I, Bill is making fun of me because I glanced up at the ceiling. My, I am trained to spot the things of which I am spoke. That's what I was gonna say because if you see something, so, anyway, not something nope, we're not gonna talk about it. Bill, tell me about whatever video game you want to tell me about. What is this Lake View collection? No, I was gonna tell you if you want something. I can tomorrow coming in the mail. Uh, got Steam controller. Got yeah, Steam Link. So if you want to play, go back and play. What the fuck game are you talking about? What is it called? <laughs> Beginner's Guide. If you want to play it for reals. The problem is, is that so many of these games that have any degree of reading on the screen, I can't play on my living room because I'm nine feet oh, away tiny. from my TV. Is that supposed this... to be part of the big picture mode? It's supposed to kind of... In, in my experience, I don't know, like, Ar- I, I played Armello on the PS4, which the is very Armello? clearly a PC port because I yeah. can't read it from nine feet away. Well, that's, see, can't that's a nice it. thing because I got my TV, I sit literally six inches in yeah. front of Because it's like, my TV is like... It's in in my bedroom slash office. I'm like right here, so it yeah. doesn't matter to me. But Whoa. oh, and I made a decision. You made a decision. I made Bill? a decision. Yes, Bill. It hurts. I made a decision. I think what, I, what decision I, did you make? I, I was. I was. Who's the one who can't think that much of the Wizard of Oz? I was a scarecrow, <laughs> and it hurt my it hurt my straw. But I had to think about it. Uh-huh. I made a decision. I'm gonna play Fallout 4 on PlayStation 4. Yeah, it kills me. I, I just not made, yet canceled my PC. I just pre-order. made the exact same decision, my friend. Really? I just canceled my Xbox One pre-order to play it on PS4. Okay. Just for the simple reason of I'm used to the way the screenshots work in mm-hmm. PS4. Oh, and so. I'm I'm really? really used to how like the video capture stuff. Do you all like works. to take screenshots that much? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Well, I know you post screenshots to Twitter. I don't uh-huh. know if that was like a big thing that would actually. Yeah. It's part of my experience. I like streaming from my PS4. Oh, just... this shouldn't be news because I talked myself into this talking to you. Well, we were talking about something last week. I think yeah. you, at the end of last week's podcast, yeah. we were talking about what are you going to play Fallout 4 on? And I was yeah. telling you, well, if you ever want to play it with mods, just wait a year until better mods are coming. If you ever want to play it again, all the cool mods will be out. And you can yeah. play it on PC. You can play it on Xbox One. Yeah. Where you can see what kind of mods are allowed on Xbox, yeah, Xbox, yeah, yeah. Xbox One to see if that's what you want. Yeah. And that, Convinced me to go. <laughs> well, could, and the only reason I was thinking about getting a gaming PC really soon was for Fallout 4. Yeah, yeah. And not that I'm not going to get a gaming PC, but instead of, like, waiting to get it, like, before Fallout 4, uh-huh. I might wait until maybe December uh-huh. or something like that. Actually, and right around the time Fallout 4 comes out is when all the Steam machines will be coming out. Mm-hmm. Not that the Steam machines sound like a good deal, but at least once they're out and people have reviewed them, I can at least compare them directly to... Yeah whatever a pcs game, that, PC, like yeah. not that i'm likely to build a pc because i don't know how to do that shit yeah but like at least other like maybe off the shelf pcs that are out sure. there and stuff like yeah. that so we'll that see sense. what happens I'm, I'm like i'm not totally dying for a gaming pc but it'd be nice to have that option because there's yeah. enough stuff that comes out on pc that you can't play on mac yeah i've been thinking about this a lot lately just because there i have a stack of games that i need I, i'm waiting to play on my mac but when i go when i fucking i've been working like 50 hour weeks last two weeks yeah you've been yeah. the last thing i want to do after sitting at my computer 
and my mm-hmm. desk all day is come home, fucking go into my home office, fucking sit at my home computer and play a fucking video game on my If computer. the Steam controller and the Steam Link is cool enough, and assuming that me using that won't like permanently tie that to my hardware, you'd be welcome to borrow that just to see if that's any kind of better for sure. your environment or anything like sure. that. Not that not that it's likely to be a silver bullet for your kind right. of gaming needs, but yeah. Won't be hurt to try, yeah. or at least use use the Steam controller to see if it's better to like any kind of genres of games on Steam that might be better with a little controller because mm-hmm. we're both controller people. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm just going out there. You But uh, the other thing I was thinking about, not that I played this, but I watched people play it online this week. The Lakeview Cabin Collection. This is the other mm-hmm. thing I bought on Steam. It's a uh, the previously recorded guys, which is the video game component of Red Letter Media. Uh-huh, you know the Harry uh-huh. S. Plank of sure. Review Review guys. Sure. Uh, they have a couple guys who play video games and stream them uh, twice a week. And last week they streamed Lakeview Cabin Collection. I haven't played it yet. I'm waiting for the Steam controller to arrive so I can play it with a controller. Uh-huh. Um, it's a little 2D kind of mashup of Maniac Mansion with the the old ape at Nintendo Friday the 13th game. Uh-huh. Where you're like a, playing a whole bunch of little camp counselors. And whenever someone gets killed by the serial killer, mm-hmm. you take on the life of the next camp counselor. Uh-huh. And you're just trying to like wipe out the camp counselor or the evil serial killer is trying to kill off, kill off everyone in the camp. Yeah. And it's funny. So it's called the Lakeview Cabin collection because there's every chapter is like essentially a video game remake of an old 80s horror movie like the okay. first chapter is essentially remake of friday the 13th but okay. like in a little eight bit almost like sure. tiny tower like little people sure. killing each other and then the next one is like uh, texas chainsaw massacre and so uh-huh. on and so forth and i guess they're coming out with more like uh stages that like ape different like you know like old horror movies but it's kind of cool it's only like eight bucks on steam it seems yeah. really cool and it's like like little puzzle environmental things like like, you'll have, the, like, the serial killer chase you over here, and you have to go over and, like, set this thing on fire, and hopefully the fire will, like, do this and explode this and, like, set up, let loose the dog and the serial killer go after the, the dog instead, but you can run up behind him and shoot him with a shotgun and all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy, like, environmental puzzles because you never beat him in a, like, straight-on fight. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, it's home, also, it's a, like a Home Alone mechanic. Sure, sure. So that's how I've seen people describe it. It's Maniac Mansion meets Friday the 13th meets Home Alone. <laughs> Which, that's a good mix, and it's got, like, a cool little graphical style. Like, uh-huh. like people, like, if you get hurt, like, your leg will fall off, and then you just walk around with one leg. That's how it shows damage on you. It's not, like, super gory, though, but, like, sure. your just kind of fall apart. They're, they're, it's, just, it's cute. <laughs> For a serial killer horror game on uh-huh. Steam, uh-huh. like, your cabin collection is pretty goddamn cute. I, even, I haven't even played it yet. I've just seen other people play it. So yeah, yeah. And what you're playing. Uh, you're gonna kill me, but the game I spent the most time playing this week is I'm, I'm replaying Dragon Age. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. I almost said something. <laughs> but I know how much you love Dragon Age. It's, and I know you've been working. I've been you. stressful and sad and also, frankly, I've been thinking about this and I feel like I have been robbed the authentic Dragon Age experience. Here's why. Oh no, now you talked yourself into... Here's yeah. why. No, 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 no. Because I've been thinking about this a lot. So my biggest, I won't say it is a complaint, but one of the thing, part of my experience with Dragon Age is first time Foley and I played it through, we played a Lady Kunari rogue who romanced Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah's an interesting Sarah's character. Sarah's the word blonde elf lady? She is the blonde yeah, okay. elf lady. Uh, Sarah's an interesting character because she is very stubborn and naive and set in her ways. And, like, there is one point in your relationship where she confronts you on an issue and she insists that you make a certain statement. And if you don't, she will not only leave you, she will leave the game. So you have to placate really? her and give her what she wants. And, like, she's... it's it's it's. An, I like that mechanic, but it doesn't... 
it left me feeling very cold because I felt like my character was just going like, all right, baby, here's your bottle. Yeah. And the, 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 my perspective on that character was that she was very removed and isolated. And it, at the end of the game, though I enjoyed it quite a bit, I did not feel like she was connected to the narrative as much as like that experience isn't really what I wanted. Yeah. That's where so, she's like, yeah, can eject herself straight out. Like just sh- right out of the side of the game. Say, fuck you. Like, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, I kind of like that. Don't get me wrong. No, that's cool. But like, it's still like, well, yeah, but so it is my second time through, I played Geraldo the Herald and he is a boy scout mage and romance Dorian. And I, Geraldo, I really felt like he was my canon inquisitor. I felt his connection to the narrative and everything. But um, Dorian is an interesting character because he has is a very conscious image that he projects, and he doesn't always show his true self. And in the nature of Bioware games is that when you have a character who's romanceable, 90% of the dialogue is exactly the same. Dorian's the guy with the mustache. Dorian is the guy with the mustache. That is correct. The guy that, yeah, okay. Uh, the 90% of the dialogue <clears throat> is the same. And it, I always admire them quite a bit that depending on your context for the dialogue, the dialogue can often read differently. Mm-hmm. But basically at the end of the game, Dorian it has a role he has to play. You have a role you have to play. And those two roles are off in different directions. So you don't break up, but he, ba- he basically says, I'll Skype you and bounces. And you're, you, there's not a moment of real emotional catharsis from it. That left me feeling kind of robbed. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about it a lot. And then like, I, that was, uh, I was like, oh, I could fix this in fan fiction. I'm like, no, I don't want, I don't want something outside of the game to enrich the game for me. So I'm replaying the game. I feel that, uh, I know a lot of people who've, who've gone back and romance Solus because you learn stuff about Eggheaded Elf. He hates Solus. That um, makes him a much more interesting character. But I don't. I'm not really interested in romancing Solus. That's not quite what I want for okay. the game. So I'm playing a Kunari mage because I really like the idea of playing a Kunari and being an outsider. And yeah, I know. And then well, last um, time you we were talking about how much you like playing a mage. Because, yeah. yeah. Also, Kunari. The Kunari are very distrustful of mages, and mm-hmm. in fact, if oh, okay. you're a mage within their society, you are literally bound and chained and blindfolded. You're like Odo. You're separated from your people, but you're working for the enemy. I that's guess. correct, yeah. Bill. That's exactly the Trek. metaphor I was going to use. <laughs> um, anyway, no. Well. Uh, so uh, it's interesting. So you play an outsider. You're incapable of returning to your people at all. And I'm playing a dude and I'm romancing Cassandra because Cassandra is my favorite character. Have you ever character. been able to romance Cassandra mm-hmm. before? Well, I could have with Geraldo. <laughs> Well, because Cassandra, I feel about Cassandra a lot of the way I feel about well, Tali and Mass Effect. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, she's not my that kind of thing. Yeah. Friend, but ultimately Cassandra is my favorite character in this mm-hmm. game, and she's so tied to the heart of the story that I feel like if a character that is romancing her and is tied with her values is inherently like more core to the game itself, to the game proper, and also like I don't know, man, I just I love. I just really like the idea of this character who's an outsider who is has never had a place who's called home, who has never been who, who has always been othered, finally meet someone who really believes in him. This is gonna sound stupid, but does the game actually change that much? Is it mo- is it mostly like how much of the content changes 
when you play a character like this? Like, are you going to see that much new no. that you haven't seen before, as no. other than like romantic Very options? Very minimal. So it's really it is just the context you're bringing to the table mm-hmm. that changes. Okay, mm-hmm. which is but which I mean, is fine. That's I've yeah. just, I've la- I've played this game with three different heroes at one yeah. point or another. This is going to be the fourth. Two to completion. Yeah, okay, this will yeah. be the fourth. And uh, you know, it's like it is funny, even though it's just like little things. It's just who my character is. Okay, and thinking well, about that's them how you that started lens, this conversation. I wasn't quite sure if that changes your point of this. Is like, yeah, it's context more than actually being presented yeah. new material that you haven't seen before. Yeah, it's okay. just it's really interesting. I've also decided I'm going to make some fucking weird decisions. What's your character's name this time? Uh, Maras. Maras. Which means nothing in in Kunlat. Oh, uh, technically, We're close to Moras there. Oh, Bill. Uh, Moras is technically a character who it shows up in the second Dragon Age game too. Okay. But there are only so many Kunari names. I use the best Kunari name. Not make up a Kunari game. No, name, I and want... hopefully your playthrough becomes so legendary the it gets whole, accepted as canonical. The whole point of the Kunari is that their your name is a it, their names. They don't really have names. What they're called are always nouns that identify them oh, somehow. Okay. Yeah. So like the Iron Bull's actual name means liar. Yeah. You know what he is called means liar because he's a liar and like it, it. So my first Kunari rogue was named Asala, which means dust, and it's usually like a disused thing. Okay. And yeah. I like the idea of her being an outsider and like being being something that's cast aside. So this I named him Ross because it means nothing. And I liked just the con- like the context of that of someone who was born in the Coon and was named. And you should write a out. Dragon Age player's guide. I feel you know it's First so way, funny. I, I used to game. hate Dragon. Well, not hate Dragon Age, but Dragon Age Origins did not crack through my skull. It did not, and yeah. it's so funny that now I've gotten to the point where I think I like Dragon Age more than Mass Effect. I really think I do. I know, I know, but you know the You've core. You've never played Dragon Age more than you played Mass Effect. Now the That's heart funny. of the heart of Dragon Age is ultimately about faith and belief, and that is so much more interesting to me than like protecting your home from the outside or something like that. It's sorts of narratives that I've heard before, and you don't talk about faith and hope a lot in video games. So, Bill, yes, you what know the you're excited about? Out there. Did you buy The Witcher? I own The Witcher. So I have tried so disused I've and unused. Played about, I played about four hours of The Witcher, and I was That's like, fine. no, thank That's you, and fine. I went back to Dragon Age. Okay. Which is so sad because like, which is like, I have so much more content. You don't like my content. Why don't you love me? Yeah. Um, I know. Like, uh, did for, you not fire Metal Gear too? Because that's another game you could spend a million years on. All of this we, is obviously like entirely different kind of beast. Just can't get through the tutorial. I don't give a shit. Well, that's because we talked about this last year. You're yep. literally like, all you have to do is like yep. fire up the game, do two button presses, and then you're playing the main game. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. From um, what, I, what I've seen from other people playing it, it's not really what I want. I don't know. Did you? You, like, I thought you, you you could have actually uh, gotten into the Star Wars Battlefront beta this weekend if you wanted to. I, I didn't even think about that because I was going to show you a little bit of this before we recorded. Yeah. But I figured, yeah, you'd, you don't care that Bill, much. Bill, what was your experience with it's Battlefront? It's okay. Uh-huh. I forgot. So hey, you've played the other Battlefront games, like briefly, like thirty minutes. Because I think maybe you and I may have rented a couple of them when we both had that PlayStation Two. We lived on Thirty mm-hmm. Fifth uh, mm-hmm. Avenue. Um, I forgot the Battlefront games are just kind of like magical warfare. Like, it's not supposed to be anything, like, even related, like, even trying to be, like, simulation of warfare. Uh-huh. Right, it's Star Wars. It's not supposed to be super realistic. But it's, I forgot, like, Battlefront is the kind of thing where you just be, like, a soldier walking across the field, and you find a magical power-up that turns you into a Jedi, and you just fly <laughs> around for on a timer for 30 seconds, yep. and the lightsaber going, ah! I'm super invincible. Uh-huh. And then suddenly you like, you transform into your old self or like you pick up a power up and suddenly like you're transported to an X wing and fly around for 30 seconds. Yeah. That suddenly that power up expires and yep. now you're just back on the battlefield. And it's, it's that same kind of thing where yeah. you see magic people magically just like just 
transporting from the battlefield, and, like presumably like you know flying into that AT-AT locker over there sure. to, to take control of that AT-AT for thirty seconds. It's not bad. I also forgot uh, the Battlefront uh, games, so the Battlefront, and I guess the Battlefield games. The Battlefield games are, I guess, EA's military, mm-hmm. like real quote unquote real world shooters. Mm-hmm. I always get con- that confused with the Star Wars Battlefront. Games. Sure, uh, but yeah, the game compared to like Call of Duty, which is like my. In terms of like the controls and everything like that, mm-hmm. kind of my touchstone for role, yeah. like first person shooters in terms of just how, uh, like I like I love the gameplay feel, just mm-hmm. how your character moves in Call mm-hmm. of Duty because you're so fast and so nimble and you can mm-hmm. do so many things. I've forgotten Battlefront, you're it's a little slower, a little kludgier. You can't go prone. You can't mm-hmm. quite. You're not quite as mobile. Mm-hmm. You feel a little bit more like a walking tank. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of from again that just like just the basic moving yeah. and shooting and stuff doesn't feel just quite the, as good. the mouth feel if you will. Yeah, okay. between like the whole appeal of this game is just like the big open. I don't think there's a campaign in this mode. There's mm-hmm. no single player campaign. Mm-hmm. There's single player missions. Uh, the one mission they have on this is like you're just on Tatooine, just like horde mode fighting stormtroopers, just sure. on Tatooine. Like you're sure. somehow you get stranded on Tatooine, and fucking Admiral Akbar is the worst Admiral Akbar. Yeah, Marble Mouth. Like, yeah. Sounds like like I could do as good a job doing Admiral <laughs> Akbar as this guy. Just like yelling in your ear while stormtroopers are just kind of keep on flooding this canyon. You have to kill them, and you do that six times, and that's the end. There's no story mode. It's just kill, kill, kill. And the big appeal is they do have a big Hoth battle where it's Empire versus you know the Rebel. Mm-hmm. And the rebels, I've never seen the rebels win or come close to winning. <laughs> it's weird too, because like it's strange because it's the b- Battle of Hoth, which in the yeah. movie is all about the rebels getting crushed. There's yeah. no winning for the rebels, right? Right. And right. so for the video game, they have to make it the, the the only way the rebels can win is by like destroying the first two adats that are okay. on their way to blow up the base. Uh-huh. If you can destroy those two, that means you quote unquote win. Yeah. And no one's been able to do it because that is fucking. Yeah, yeah. You've got, like the empire's got all this extra shit in the rebels. You're pretty much like, okay, I got a little pea shooter. Like, what yeah. are you doing? Like, the rebels never win. <laughs> um, I mean, you can get power ups where you can turn into Luke Skywalker, sure, and like you go into like X wing fighters and stuff. But like, still, it's like you're still just the, 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 the bad guys have so much more extra shit. Sure, that they get rolled. It can still be fun, just like fighting and stuff, because it sure. is like. The, the graphics and the sound are fucking amazing. It really is just like playing the movie. It's really yeah. good. And like moves at a, you know, like rock solid 60 frames per second if you care about that shit. Yeah. yeah. It is great to be on a battlefield, like, like running between the legs of a giant at walker that's yeah. like, chunk, clutchunk, clutchunk in the yeah. snow and the music comes out. I'm like, yeah. Oh, you see Darth Vader going up, chopping up your friends. You're like, motherfucking Darth Vader, I'm going to shoot you. And then he deflects your bullets and strangles you to death. And that's for that novelty is sure. really cool sure and i'll buy the game when it comes out because it's Star Wars. it's Star Wars, it's right? Star Wars. Right. but it's still it's not i don't know i wish i i want there to be a more realist realistically slightly kind of semi like if, if if you're gonna have a star wars game like where you can get into the spaceships it'd be funny uh it'd be, it, it would be more interesting to me if you actually had to fight your way to get in the spaceships and actually get into the spaceships and fly off yeah make it like a more realistic battlefield where right. the cool resources you actually have to make your way there not just like right. it's not just a magical power up in the in the environment well how would you introduce luke skywalker and darth vader then <laughs> Don't you don't always have to have a lightsaber. It's okay, yeah. Star Wars, especially if you're yeah. a military shooter. You don't yeah. always have to have that power fulfillment. I would be kind of like it's Star Wars, though, dude. Or, have Star Wars without Jedi or Sith. Or if they show weird. up in the battlefield, at least have them. I mean, they could. I'd be fun if they were just NPC characters that you may have to take down, with, like some kind sure. of random thing that could fuck up sure. the fight. 
mix things up, that would be kind of interesting. Yeah. Also, they kind of up. like a uh, what's it's called like a not a prestige, but like if you yeah, have enough kills so like, yeah, when, Call of Duty, it's, it's like yeah, that would be kind of funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially oh man, that'd be super fun, like indestructible mm-hmm. Darth. Because even if you're playing as Darth Vader, you can get uh, taken down. Sure, you sure. You get killed as Darth Vader. Yeah. Although you don't die, you just like take the knee. You just yeah. go. Oh, I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm, gonna tra- I'm gonna get my knee and transport out of the battlefield. They <laughs> fuck up though. It's yeah, it's Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker uh, on Hoth, which is <laughs> it come so on, bad. guys. They and, and like all the all the all the trailers for this game and stuff. Uh-huh. They have like the footage of the guys going off like. They were in the Lucasfilm archives. Mm-hmm. We're licking the matte paintings to get mm-hmm. the flavor of how mm-hmm. everything looks. And then you put the fucking wrong Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah, it's a beta. That's Who right, knows Bill. what the actual finish game is? Yes, Bill, I'm sure they'll fix uh, the correct Luke Skywalker. That's cool, though, because like, you can magically transport into a snowspeeder next week and press down, you go into first person mode, so you're in the mm-hmm. cockpit, and it really does look, I mean, just in terms of like, that kind of like yeah. fidelity, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you're stupid because like one of the first things that's supposed to come out. I don't know if it's actually going to be on the disc or if it's just going to be DLC. But the the when the game comes out, it's supposed to have the first. It's supposed to show like the big battle on that desert planet from the new movie. So it'd be kind of you, you get to fly new spaceships and shit and do shit. I go, what's up? How are you yeah. doing? I don't know what to say. <laughs> uh, actually, me, uh, Mike Russell, and Bobby Roberts this week, we had an email freak out because they were asking me if i noticed any new john williams music in the game oh sure is there supposed <laughs> and to no be? it's all just like old remix you know mostly when you're in han hoth it's mostly just empire strikes back music and sure, stuff like sure, that sure. but yeah we're like oh yeah but like if they come out with that new game it's probably have new john williams music yeah. and that battle for jacu stuff and we're like new john williams I don't know. <laughs> see, that perspective was, i was like super yeah cool. so that was uh that was that. Oh, front. Did you see the Iron Giant came out on uh, iTunes and shit this week? I did. Do you care about that at all? I'm curious, but well, I'm not enough to. the Iron Giant for no reason. That's right, Bill. It's Always one of my least favorite movies. Rage, raging uh-huh. hatred of Iron Giant. Yeah, I Giant. saw it five times in theaters at the time. Oh, you saw it five times? I, I only saw it once. Uh-huh. Oh, really? You have yeah. good, good taste. I remember looking at the newspaper and like, because it was like showing in a weird theater and it was only there for like three weeks. So I went yeah. as many times as I could. Yeah. yeah, it looks really pretty in HD. I think this is the first time it's been available in HD. I believe well, the other yeah. thing where like they really re-released the Iron Giant in the theaters for like the last two mm-hmm. weeks, mm-hmm. and I guess the last showing was like last Sunday. Mm-hmm. And of course, the day after that, they come on and say, "Oh, actually, it's on iTunes now. You can yeah. buy it." How um, are the new sequences? There's two new sequences. Uh huh. I gotta tell you, if you can spend money on this, like piracy, <laughs> describing it <a scene laughs> to me is like piracy. So, there's two. T- is it? What's the second scene? Because there's technically three changes in the movie. Oh, okay, okay. So the first scene is, uh, if you're not even paying attention, you're not going to notice, but it's uh, Hogarth's mom and Dean flirting in the diner. Uh-huh. It's like the first, like, Dean comes back to the diner, like, two, uh-huh. a couple days later, and he's, like, apologizing for taking his pants down on the school yeah. flying out. Yeah. And, like, the and Hogarth's mom was like, oh, that's fine. Uh, they're just being cute together. They're yeah. kind of setting up their uh, relationship for the rest okay. of the movie, which that's actually a nice touch. But okay. seriously, it's, like, ten seconds. Yeah. Which is never fine. Uh, the other big thing is there's a scene where... Uh, Hogarth and the Iron Giant are in Dean's uh, junkyard for the first time, and mm-hmm. they're falling asleep. And I think it's, I think it's right after the scene where um, Hogarth has explained to the Iron Giant the idea that like people have souls and, mm-hmm. and and stuff like that, and souls don't die. And the Iron Giant kind of rolls over, and I think in the movie you see him kind of fall asleep, yeah. and it just fades black, cuts to another scene. And this it actually cuts to him having a dream slash flashback to where he comes from. Mm. and it's kind of it's kind of it's not crazy like what you see is you're not surprised yeah. to see what you see but you get, it's a window into yeah 
what the Iron Giant is and like exactly yeah. what his home life is and stuff like that. Interesting. Which actually does it really fits in the rest of the movie, kind of makes huh. it more. And actually, it's great too because not only is the Iron Giant dreaming, but he his dreams are somehow being transmitted, and Dean is inside his little shed right next to the. The, mm-hmm. the, the 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 junkyard. He's watching TV. It's like two o'clock in the morning. He's got mm-hmm. his like little yeah, his, his little, little fucking smoking jacket on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and suddenly Redeemed. he realizes that like he's watching like like Amos and Andy or something like that. Yeah. And suddenly like his his TV goes uh, freaked out. And he starts seeing what the Iron Giant is dreaming about, which is not good stuff. Yeah, he's like, yeah. what the fuck? Yeah, and then he like suddenly disappears. But he said that's sets him up for being yeah. a little untrustful a little of the Iron Giant because yeah. he's like, what the hell was that about? Yeah, and that kind of sets up later when Dean freaks yeah. out. Yeah. When, the Iron Giant Interesting. Okay. So that's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not just extraneous stuff, but it's it's, yeah. it's more like little bits of connective tissue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the only other change I noticed was in the scene where the Iron Giant's hand is running around Hogarth's house, mm-hmm. and Hogarth is trying to hide the hand and everything like that. There's a scene where the hand goes to watch Hogarth's TV, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. in the original version, he turned uh, the hand turns on the TV and it starts watching a Maple commercial. Yeah. Uh, originally, I always knew that Brad Bird wanted to put a little bit of the Disneyland old tv show from the 1950s yeah yeah yeah. of course now he finally got that i was gonna say and not only that but it's the segment from the opening seg it's part of the segment from the opening thing of uh disneyland tv show where they're talking about tomorrowland because of Uh, course oh yeah you just had a movie (laughs) tomorrowland yeah and so and also it's a robot hand it's tomorrowland it's robots but yeah, so that's in, like the only editorial change. Yeah, special edition change. That sounds good. I'm sure the better. Yeah, I'll probably watch it on Thanksgiving. You know, this year. it's like 15 bucks on iTunes. Well, it's yeah. on, on Amazon. It's on everything. Yeah, they announced that there's going to be a Blu-ray release sometime vaguely next year, mm-hmm. and that anyone who buys the iTunes release or whatever digital version of it is out available now, mm-hmm. you'll get that uh, that documentary that oh, comes what, out yeah. on the Blu-ray next year okay. for free. Nice. So yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh, the Iron Giants. Iron Giants. Iron Giants. What else? Uh, so uh, my uh, work was in crunch mode, and I was not doing stuff that I needed to focus on 110%. So I watched slash listened to Seven Brides for Seven Brothers three times this week. At work? At work while yeah. I was working. Uh, Seven Brides for Seven really Brothers is one of my favorite musicals. No, I'll say. I think it is my favorite musical of all time. Really? It is very silly. And if I, it is when I describe it to people. people in the mountains and shit, right? It is correct. It is set in Oregon, which is funny. Uh, it's at the Oregon frontier and uh, the Oregon territory, I should say. And uh, it's so funny because to describe it makes it sound worse than it is. You've talked about this a couple times before yeah. on the podcast, yeah. Or it's like a Stockholm Syndrome musical in which a young woman marries a dude thinking they're she's going off to have her frontier lifestyle, yeah. not knowing that he has six brothers. So her solitary <laughs> lifestyle is not as solitary as she seemed. They're all wild fucking animals. So she kind of domesticates them. This is the movie with the big dancing scene. Yes. And, like, not the barn, but the like, barn there's raising. There's a barn yeah, raising It's a big open. That's Correct. I've only seen you've shown that to me. And that I is it's one of the most cool. famous dance sequences of all time. It's also used as a classic example of why pan and scan is a fucking crime. Oh, yeah. Because the dance sequences there are, you know, in that sequence, let's see, there's uh, I can't math. There's 21 people dancing on screen. And they're all because there's the seven brides. There should be no, no, no. That's well, that not makes true. sense because you're, you're talking. There's six ladies. There's the six brothers, and then there's the six suitors who are opposed Aww. to their brothers, and they're all dancing on screen at the same time. It's all very masculine dancing. It's yeah, really you got guys with tight asses. 
Well, not even that. Like pants. the dancing is very athletic yeah. and agile, and it's it's really interesting. It's acrobatic as shit. Like, it yeah. is. Yeah, it really is. But uh, yeah, no, the movie is so dumb, and I love it so much. The music is so good, and I it gets away with it because uh, m- the lady who plays Millie, Jane Powell, Portland lady, yeah. uh, she is such a strong character what that did- she you believe her just kicking everyone's ass into cooperating uh the same guy oh man this i forgot stanley this is directed by stanley donan who mm-hmm. also directed uh, singing in the rain mm-hmm. he's also still mm-hmm. alive really he's still kicking when i when last time i was watching singing in the rain i looked yeah. it up on amdb i was like who who directed this i wonder yeah, where they yeah. died and it's yeah. like this dude's 120 years old he's a fucking vampire but he's still <laughs> out there he's still going yeah he's waiting for new star wars just like the rest <laughs> of us um, uh it's interesting because the movie has a kind of heightened reality to it which to be fair I think that's musicals most musicals do and also most westerns of the time do but it's all very bold colors Mm -hmm. and uh uh like there's there's like a Mary Blair picture book from what I've seen one of the uh one of the major set pieces in the movie this really emotional moment between Millie and Adam is a set it looks like a set but it's like I was thinking about it like I kind of like that heightened reality and I started goofing on Twitter about a seven brides for seven brothers dating sim and the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh man, that would be, you could do, make a game very easily out of Seven Brides Seven Brothers. Okay, you are Millie, and you go, marry Adam, and you go out to the barn, and then there are these six brothers, and you have, it's like a management game, where you have to, like, you have to figure out each of them, and tune, and, like, and get them groomed in such a way, so that, you know, the six ladies in town, oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you can you, set you have them to see, up, be the matchmaker, and, yeah. you know, depending on your choices, the different ones wind up together, and, uh, yeah, I was thinking about this a lot. How about Animal week. Crossing, except everyone's related to town? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> um, much. Yeah, especially once people start reproducing. Seven Brothers Seven Brothers. When does it take place? So like, 18, it's like, like, it old opens rushy. with the, no, it opens with the title card. I think it's, like, 1887 or something. Like oh, okay. That. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. All that matters is... It's like, yeah. <laughs> it's ye olde times, and they're out there. That's all that really matters. It's also funny to now- watch that. Once Halloween is over, because that's- To now live in Oregon and watch it, it's like, welcome to quote-unquote Oregon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking, I love that fucking movie. That movie Quite is like a warm hug yeah. to me. It well. really is. It's, I don't know, I can't imagine watching it as adult, though, because I watch it all the time as You a just kid. had it on your phone at work? I I, I have it or on- Or I don't know if you just had the soundtrack. It. Yeah. No, I was, I was just streaming it, so- yeah, it made me feel so good. Why don't Fucking... you do that for Halloween? No, for Halloween, I'm going to be your Portland boyfriend. Do that next year. I'm really excited. What do they dress like Fuck in Summer you. Go to hell. Summer. I have a plan. I'm working on a thing. What's that next year? That's what I'm the, saying. The Summer they, they it depends on what phase they're in, Bill. Oh, really? When they're crazy backwoodsmen, they're just like dirty and buckskin. And then, uh, yeah, as, as she grooms them, they get color. They each get their own color shirt. And, uh, yeah. It's How much you're smiling just even thinking about this? This is a fucking yeah, ridiculous yeah, movie. Yeah. It's such a dumb movie. I mean, I, I love, love Singing so in the Rain much. so much that I'll watch anything else directed by this. Guy. Yeah. Singing in the Rain has a self-aware cleverness well, to it. Why? Because it's not quite, it's not going to be the same thing just because it's same. It's, it's, yeah. it's not. Seven Registered yeah. Brothers shouldn't work. And well, only no, does. I'm just for the musical and dancing scenes, though. I'm not even talking yeah. about, like, the story or, like, the content or self-awareness. I'm just talking I from, like, yeah. I really cause... like, actually, the content of it. and uh, But uh, really because Millie is one of my favorite characters in any musical of That's any time. Cool. Because she's in a in a situation where if you just describe it, it's all like, oh, poor, sad, submissive woman. She is no, thoroughly she is unmodern. Her own, 
She is her. She is her own agent from start to finish. Okay. Like she makes a bad decision, but she's like, "Fuck Which it." Which one does and she? She ends up with Adam. She ends up with Adam, Adam's played cool. by Howard Keel, who three generations of women in my family have had a crush on. Howard Keel. That sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. He he didn't like do. He wasn't like the host of like any documentary or something, was he? <laughs> no. Howard Keel sounds like a He's thing. been in a shit ton of movies and musicals back Do in I the day. Him? I think he was in he got he was big in face. Showboat. He was in the Annie Get Your Gun. He died ten years ago. He was in uh, Oklahoma. Uh, he was yeah, he on Love Boat. Yeah, he was on Love Boat. On... Yep. Hmm. This is not interesting, Bill. Hmm. I know we're gonna get something more interesting, which is like no, not mine. No, we're not. He was on Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> wasn't on walker texas ranger that's a good point yeah uh yes this is all just a prelude to what we have really come here to talk about uh the great british bake-off finale yeah that was some bullshit yeah i hated it it was stupid oh, i won't man. ever talk about it so the great british bake-off spoilers we have talked about this actually we have to start issuing spoiler warnings because people are getting into the great british bake-off yeah. my whole twitter feed in the last two weeks well now that like did you see that the fifth season, last season, is now available on Netflix? That's correct, yeah. And PBS is hosting episodes from the fourth season, I think? Mm-hmm, hmm And so people are kind of watching shit yeah, now. Yeah, I got, I got, I, I, I've got a friend coming over on Friday with the specific purpose of spoilers for the law coming over <laughs> to get 60 gigs of Great British Bake Off <laughs> off of me. Uh... BBC, make that shit legally available in the United States. Yeah, what I would are you buy doing? It in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Blu ray box set, iTunes, whatever. Just give yeah. it to me. Okay. Yeah. Have it come with like an apron with Paul Hollywood's <laughs> face on it. Yep. Yep. Or Nadia's face. Fucking great. Yeah. Great, great. The, the end of the most recent season of The Great British Bake Off was so emotionally satisfying. Which is funny because from a dramatic perspective, I mean, technically it's a it's a cooking competition show mm-hmm. and she blew away everyone else yeah. so badly that like, there wasn't three, a lot of drama to who three, was going to win. Yeah. Each episode has three cooking, like three competitions and she yeah. wins the first two. Yeah. So it's not like... And did, and did well enough that the other guys were pretty much had, like she would have had to like had a stroke and died in the middle of the, the last challenge for them but to the beat But the last challenge is a cake you have to make a, a tier they have to make three cakes three t- three, three tiered cakes yeah three thing. yeah two tiered wedding cakes yeah and um she makes her own wedding cake yeah because she got married in bangladesh <sighs> and could, didn't have a, and then yeah, that's what wins it for and nadia was the person we were rooting for the beginning with granted all three of the last contestants they're were pretty all good. great small was especially like fucking yeah Ian was I could have done with that. I he love that. He he's he such a proper English guy. He's very sweet. I love the shot of his home, where his little tiny kitchen, his tiny messy his little kitchen, tiny and his wife is like, "I've just cleaned up the kitchen when he leaves, and I know he's gonna obliterate it again." He was nice when he was no Paul. He was no Flora. <laughs> um, it's oh man, but Nadia the, rolled out there. Nadia's Nadia's win and her and everyone talk and her husband talking about her and Mary Berry talking about her and then her talking Foley Foley and I ordered food and she was homesick on Friday so she had watched it before I did oh really and we're sitting there and um uh, we're eating food and um Foley tells me as they start doing the last competition she's like put down your food because you're gonna ugly cry and it was 100% correct because I was just like weeping like my body was racking with sobs well, it was so Nadia's fun anyway because fu- Nadia's a super funny and expressive lady 
And to top it off, she wins this, and everyone's like, you can tell they even like the judges are in love with her. Mary Berry like is is talking about how great Naughty is is mm-hmm. as a baker and has to duck out because yeah, know she's gonna like laugh she's or choked. get emotional or something Fuck like that. You, she's gonna laugh. She's choked she up, dude. Out. I've never seen Mary Berry. She, she talks just kind of like there's there is a certain sort of uh, when you're a woman, confidence is unattractive uh-huh. and is not something that is encouraged. And the whole thing is that you know at the end of the show, Nadia has gained the confidence in her abilities, and Mary Berry is. Emotional. Well, and that's the that. big thing. Nadia gives this big speech at the end about how uh, she's never going to let... What? I'm going to cry. Yeah, she gives a big speech about how she, like this win of the British uh, Great British Bake Off will let her give her the confidence to never doubt herself again in the future, never limit herself. And well, one of the big things, too, is that she is Muslim. And so a lot of people kind of wrote her off at the beginning thinking she's just like, well, this is one of her biggest fears that she would show up and everyone would just assume she can't cook because she's a Muslim lady or whatever, any kind of cultural stuff. In fact, actually, in the UK, the Daily Mail really went after her. We talked about this last week. And also, I think it was also the Daily Mail... Uh, every time uh, there's been a finale of the Great British Bake Off, they've run a picture of the whoever wins mm-hmm. on the front day's next paper. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this is the first year they, they were like, oh, we forgot to do that. Fuck off. Yeah, so. But one of my favorite things is the night before the, the finale aired, I tweeted to Nadia. I was like, hey, I know, I know you filmed this a couple months ago, but I just want to send you a little message. And I sent her a link to the... Uh, YouTube video of Adam Sandler and Rob Schneider saying, you can do it! You can do it! You can do it! And she retweeted me! <laughs> and of course it ends also with uh, what's-his-face from... He play Fonzie? Because he's an also one of those Henry Rob Schneider. He's Henry like, Winkler. we can do it! We will do it! Yes, we can! And she tweeted, I was like, oh, yeah, she did win! And it was just like, yeah! Love that. She's the best. Anyway, yeah, it's, so. it just meant so much. But yeah, she gave a great little like off the cuff speech, and, and her like, husband talking about how she never does anything for herself. That's the first thing she's ever done for herself. Yeah. And fucking obliterating, dude. My favorite part that was actually when well, because it's obviously she and Tamal became friends. Yeah, the course it's of the really show. cute. It's just the part where Tamal goes to her kids like after like they've, she's won and everyone's mm-hmm. just hanging out in this big mm-hmm. English tea party, which is how every finale of the Great British Bake Off ends. He's talking to her and she's like uh hey kids i would just i'll probably be over at your house sometime and he's just like dealing with her kids no it's funny because he's like your children i don't know how to deal with this you're small adults right i'm gonna be seeing you for dinner okay goodbye yeah (laughs) your mommy invited me over for dinner i will see you soon (laughs) but like yeah no no idea how to interact that's one of the best parts is like when they bring back every and also everyone who's been kicked off over the course of the season to show up for the the the, the, the english tea party at the end and everyone's just hanging out and everyone's like celebrating it's so good it's a good thing yeah it's a show is so good it feels so good god yeah, damn this nice and fucking and, show and Ugh. now you don't have to hear us uh, freak out about the great british bake-off for another until year. next season yeah but yeah for the billionth time the the a really good season is on netflix is the great british baking show that's the first one we watched last year that was brand new when we started getting into the and show it's last a damn year. good season to which start is great because like people are like oh man I'm, I'm like quizzing people like who's your favorite chef who which ones uh-huh. do you like and like most people seem to like yeah they're one of the ones that i'm into um but yeah the 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 c uh, yeah what is it series four is screaming on pbs's website right now which one get is on that? this train is that with what's her face get on this train Get on the GBBO train. You will not regret it. Man, Great British Bake Off. In conclusion. Do we think we could trick Maxwell into being on the show? Into being on Bake Off? Does she bake? Max, why aren't you on Bake Off? 
Come just on. Just go. Angle, you can Give do it. Give it a shot. Why yeah, not? Why What's not? What's you going to lose, How? buddy? At this point, especially because, like, there's only so many bakers in England. At some point, <laughs> they've already poured just through numbers game. six seasons. At some point, they're going to be like, if you don't go to them, they're going to come to you. Oh, boy. All, All right. Hollywood's going to be knocking on your door. Friends, with that, we're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back for the Geek Week interview. wedding cake that did look good it's so good i, I really wanted to eat all of those cakes at actually. first i thought it was a thermos <gasps> tamal's cake looked like shit what did he make he made that spun sugar thing. oh with like spider the webs. decoration everything beyond the spider web shirt it was intact but it looked like hot garbage what did he i was make? so disappointed in him he made that carrot cake he made the five layer oh carrot with the carrot cake with the carrot on, on top of it yeah it's really cute cake, that carrot cake angry. is good like, you're wrong incorrect oh, man. hey everybody believe it or not this is not more a great british bake-off talk this is in fact the geek week interview this is where bill is writing oh no yeah weeks uh, news in the week that was and i'm reading it off first time the first news and most important piece of news that, frankly, I'm surprised we haven't talked about yet. should be a musical introduction for this, yeah. Lego has announced the next edition to their modular city set, and it is the Brick Bank. And I, it was a, when I woke up this morning, I looked at Twitter, and uh, Lego news site I follow broke the news first. I was thing, hoping you would see I this before we started recording loud. this. I wanted to get your reaction live. Yeah. God damn, this set looks so. Well, are you gonna get it for fucking for the set itself, or are you good. gonna get it to? Are you gonna bentonize it? Oh no, I gotta get it for the set itself. My wife and I love these too damn much. Yeah. Yeah, man, this set looks so good. So it's a bank with a laundromat next to it, which of course means they're it's literally laundering, laundering money. Because you see, like part so of the thing is people shoving money into the goddamn washer. This well, that's one of the things. I don't know if you wanted to betonize it because it's a modern laundromat. Um, I'm just saying if you want to, because you, you'd use a bank at Benton. Oh, well, no, I want to make a bank. Oh, no, think of Benton. Benton, Benton is a rinky-dink town. It's I know. It would be big. funny to have, like, this three-story. I've, I've actually struggled with the bank because I'm like, man, the bank, how, would the bank be a nicer bank? I was thinking that the bank maybe had gotten held up enough that they built a newer bank that's a better bank. Yeah. But I, I put a lot of thought into the Benton's bank, and this, this is, is too high for you want to reenact the opening of the, the Dark Knight. <laughs> this bank looks cool as shit I, there are a lot of really good details with it like for example the bricks outside the building are actually tiny gold bars like that's the piece they use for gold bars where they just cast it in gray really i and didn't even so notice to that give the texture and like i like there's like a little sculptural element above the door that uses like some wings and a little torso and like it's some good shit See, i like the way it looks but this is actually well this is essentially the equivalent of the detective's office from last year because it comes out at the same time for pretty much the same price it's like first week of january for like yeah they always bucks. every year they do this modular building and series i i think this looks cool but it doesn't light a fire under my oh, ass oh man it lights a giant it's like ass. a bank. What you, what's cool about a bank? It's a Texas agency with like a bakery. Yes, but a bank. I'm like, that looks this, cool. This looks what a bank. Cool as hell. Um, I, if, if good I, color. It's got a lot of cool elements. Would you it's get got a lot this of over cool the Ninjaga Air Jitsu Temple? Of course I will. Would you get this over the Palace second. Cinema? Yeah, in a hot second. I don't give a shit about the Palace Cinema. The cinema doesn't have anything on the inside. I saw people complaining about how small this. Well, not people, but like one or two people in one of the Lego forums somewhere complaining about how. In the old days of like ten years ago, this bank's bank set would have been like a little bit bigger but less detailed. And there was mm-hmm. just kind of an argument on some kind of Lego form about 
whether is it is it better to have like slightly larger sets that are mm-hmm. less detailed or have like slightly smaller sets that have all this kind of crazy like almost like storytelling baked in because like mm-hmm. you've got like mm-hmm. I saw also saw on the roof there's somebody like luring like it's yeah. thieves like one thief luring the other into the chimney of the bank yeah 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 and all this like like crazy like li- like it's not just like an empty building but there's like a little montage of like little scenes that are yeah. going on inside of it yeah see I am really impressed by um how you can add details on this scale because it's hard the one of the hardest thing with lego is adding some like a little bit of like cluttery detail at such a small scale when you have such limited limited tools to do so these sets are kind of big on a table but then they're not really that big but you've got like a multi-story building with all these people running around and stuff it's it's, i'm I'm really from an engineering perspective from a toy engineering perspective it's just really interesting i do like the gold money the coins that are coming yeah i've never seen those before yeah those are from like Um, the the pirate sets dude that's an old cool old school never seen that before but this definitely looks cool i mean if you're into getting all the into all the city modular whatever the hell this 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 series is called yeah um it's no parisian restaurant is all i'm saying i know bill well i you know i don't own the parisian restaurant and i don't really this is your parisian restaurant this is yeah well no the detectives agency was my parisian restaurant well the detectives agency was the detectives agency that's still the best like i'm really curious about all these little techniques i even like the color like the sand green color of the windows yeah yeah i feel bad for anyone listening who doesn't have like (laughs) the brick set link to this uh uh up and looking up it looks pretty cool though yeah. yeah oh we'll talk about that in a little god bit. damn i fucking love this set i'm really excited about it uh no early vip access for this stuff for people too it comes out for everybody at the same time i accept that reality bang it's i i really did enjoy going to lego store last year and buying this on opening day it was like a oh, fucking that's right. I forgot zoo. you did that yeah you, you so, did that for the detectable that's, that's correct oh correct. man so, uh, anyway, I'm really, really excited about that. All right, now on to the lesser news of the world. Oh, wait, only available in Canada and Mexico. Fuck you. Uh, in lesser news, a bunch of Star Wars sets, uh, including the first big set designed for the release after The Force Awakens hits, and some spring seasonal stuff was also leaked. Um, yeah, this they only only point this out because... All of the Star Wars stuff that has been announced and released so far only pertains to the first third of the new Star Wars movie, so mm. they're trying not to spoil people. Sure. But yeah, along uh, all shitload of Lego stuff got leaked today, mm-hmm. and one of the first Lego sets that actually deals with stuff later on. It's not super spoiler. It's not like mm-hmm. it's not like a picture of like Princess Leia with a, like a knife sticking out of her head, she got <laughs> right? Killed, killed by Jabba the Hutt's son or anything like that. But it's like yeah, it's it's. Like, if you're into toy stuff and into Star Wars stuff, you're going to start seeing leaks of stuff that is designed to be yeah. only seen once you've seen the film yeah. and be kind of... You might start seeing some spoilery stuff. And yeah, this... It's essentially... I guess I'm going to spoil it now. It's essentially like a B-Wing fighter from uh, Return of the Jedi, except uh-huh. like kind of big and chunky and kind of turned into a space shuttle. Uh-huh. Or not a space shuttle, but just like an, like you know some kind of Star Wars shuttle thing. And it comes with an old Leia action figure. Like a minifigure. Yeah! Yeah! Go that's ahead, Annie. Good. That's pretty good. All right, what I want else? your opinion about this what next else? thing. Lego Nexo Knights. Uh, presumably replacing the Chima stuff. It's cute, futuristic, medieval Did stuff. Did you see You're this? correct. Yes. I think they're cute. Uh, so, yes, you're absolutely correct. Well, this you're, is really not, replacing the Chima series. Really, Apparently, this, this is a spinoff of... There was a series called Exo Knights. And so this is like so a riff on that. Around? It's now the Nexo Knights. Okay. There's going to be a TV show on Cartoon Network and all that oh, stuff. Okay, so it yeah. is it is very so much is, so if they're trying the to Chima. do the Ninjago, instead of Asian stuff, it's like just vaguely. Yeah, this like, is this is taking, because Chima looks, it was like a fantasy, like, like tech sort of like thing. It's like some Cowboy of Moon Mesa shit where it's like arbitrary past stuff mixed with arbitrary future stuff. Because it's like old timey, like eight, 1980s 
medieval toy stuff now it's like with translucent they're cyber knights and stuff yeah it's, it's very cyber silly nights. I, it's not grim dark futuristic stuff no. it's very silly like it's all bright and colory and yeah. colorful and yeah no it's my i'm sure my godson will be very excited about it like i saw there's like a robot horse yeah of course there is <laughs> it's essentially the top horse of a normal like lego horse but like it's got robot legs on the bottom <laughs> it's just like totally not it looks cute as hell all i care about is that there will be an orange beard there's an orange beard on the king See, that that's all, someone, at least even if you're not interested in the whole sets of themselves i figured there would be some pieces that you that's could it. use out of this there's an orange beard <laughs> that's what i'm excited traveling about cowboys show up and set up a little base outside of benton <laughs> i'm excited about nexo nights for the orange beard <laughs> god damn um far cry primal bill notes wonder if it's far cry without guns and woolly mammoths replacing cars or if this is actually going to force them to mix up the far cry formula a bit yeah, what do you think about this? Uh, did you ever play in the last Far Cry game? You could get stones mm-hmm. and go back in time, and That's you had like a tiger pal. This too, yeah, yeah, because those were fu- that was fun. Yeah, and you only a nice, had a bow and arrow. Like, yeah, it was a nice little remix on the expected Far Cry formula. That's pretty cool. It's interesting. It's I'm always curious when um uh you don't often see series go. Say, take a step back in time because then you have to remove like exactly, weapons yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if it's just gonna be and... yeah like that's why I'm so sad that we will never have like an actual ancient uh, fucking Assassin's Creed game again because people want to have guns and people want to do yeah. this and that and so it's like uh, you know I I'm curious to see how the gameplay actually goes some people have joked that like this would be this could be their way of like melding this with Assassin's Creed that like you start the caveman templars this is actually start the story <laughs> or something like that sure but yeah but that's the thing i was wondering about because because you have to by by its nature you have to start removing stuff you can't yeah. have guns you can't have vehicles mm-hmm. which would suggest you wouldn't have a landmass that's as big or as varied as in mm-hmm. previous games mm-hmm. and so if you don't want to take that away yet do you just essentially now just treat the woolly mammoths as cars yeah. And granted you could ride elephants in the last game I but mean, they didn't move nearly as fast as car you wouldn't you really use them as a vehicle well, I mean, but you think about think about the size of Skyrim, and you travel almost all of that on foot or in an animal. You have, well, a horse. Yeah, the horses ten thousand years. But ago. they're not. I mean, but that's not a car. My point. You can still have a big yeah. landmass. Right, and... a light of cheetah. Oh, that would be great. I can make up some. Well, it's ten thousand BC. It's like made up caveman shows. Yeah, that's exactly. not supposed to be scientifically correct. But yeah, no, it's it's interesting. Some of the f- most fun parts of um, the Far Cry games are hunting and getting finding the right. Well, and animal. that's the thing. Like characters. Like, what are you gonna do for characters? Because everyone's gonna be ooh, ugh, ugh, ooh, 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 ooh. like, are you gonna have like? <laughs> yes, Bill. They're all just grunting. And... They're gonna come up with some shit, Bill. There's gonna be a booger language. and stink. People are gonna be and... talking to each other. Also, are be... they gonna be? Are they gonna be making you know up what? their own? What's his name? What's his name? What's the obnoxious guy at Ubisoft? Joaquin <laughs> Jibber Jabber. What's oh, yeah? his name? The dude who wrote Far Cry 3. Oh, that guy, yeah. He's come up with something. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Oh. Don't worry about it. What they should do is if you want, like, instead of a HUD, it's just the guy with, like, the map tattooed on his back comes there up. There you go. I like that That's concept. That's basic pro. Like, there's, like, you, you could, like, reinvent kind of video games a little bit with this, like, at least in terms of presentation and stuff. Yeah. And, well, like, just do a UI that looks well, a little more and the primitive. Ubisoft formula is so famous now where it's like you go to a tower climb the tower yeah that climb at the top of the tower gives you like unlocks everything yeah. in the next part of the map where they're gonna have you can like, still have towers i mean it's well, not like tower, people like did man towers yeah yes bill it's not people, gonna be disappointing bill, if it's just the same formula except of they course find it cave, is if it's like, it's an the, annual release <laughs> instead of like an actual like caveman game it's fucking flintstones where it's like everyone's name, trying bone cars and name shit an like annualized that. game that throws everything out the window 
fucking even watch this. <laughs> my point is, is that it's like there's no way yeah i keep it's so funny i keep looking at assassin's creed syndicate and going it's a new assassin's creed game and it, you I, still I have feel, the for that no right? i i'm not buying any games this year for fallout 4 I'm trying to live a good budget lifestyle. And it's so funny because I know it's going to be bad. I know it is going to be bad. This is a team that only did mobile games before this. Uh-huh. This is their first retail release. And I know it's going to be bad, but I part of me, it's such an abusive relationship. I'm like, but it's Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. You get the I jump just around. It's going to be English. Hello, how are you doing? It's like, oh man, but like, it's, it's an annualized release. It's going to be awful. It's not the A team. Mm-hmm. It's not even the is B team. Is there even an A team left at Ubisoft? I would say the team who did uh, um, Black Flag is the A team, and I yeah, think they're one... doing the next game. So they got three teams then, because I know like yeah. the 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 team that th- did three was not the same team that did right. where the fuck was last year's. So yeah. yeah, Unity. Fuck, I can't even remember the last one because it was such a bad game. I genuinely couldn't remember Unity. Isn't this year but Unity? I still played the hell out of oh, it. Oh, last year was Unity. Yeah, it was last year was Frenchy Unity. Shit. This is Syndicate. I still need to get bar that off you someday just to see if they've yeah. patched it up or whatever. Well, you know? they have. You know what I should do instead of like getting a pre-order or buying the new one? I should just get back just the play one Unity. And see if it actually works now. It yeah. does. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. I'm like, I know it's gonna be broken and unplayable. At least they removed all the apps and horse shit from yeah. it. There's that to it. But you know, it's like I feel I feel like such a dipshit. But I get Assassin's Creed scratches a very particular itch. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna play that. You dumb love parkour game. stuff. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna buy Rogue. That's what I should do. I should go find a five dollar copy of Rogue, which is apparently real good. Rogue? And Rogue was the when they came out with Unity, they couldn't or was it Unity or was it the one before that? They didn't make it for last gens. Last gens actually had their own. Oh, game that's right. I forgot like the three. It was actually yeah, okay, supposed yeah. to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. So. I should just get rogue. Uh, hey guys, did you know that Bungie is ditching future DLC missions for Destiny in favor of cosmetic microtransactions, which are supposed to support the game's live team, which is in charge of keeping the game world alive by coming up with in-game events and whatnot? Yeah, this what? sounds like. Did you hear anything about this? Did you sort of? So. Uh, well, over the course, Destiny came out a year ago, and over the course of last year, they've released a bunch of, actually, essentially three big content packs, mm-hmm. which the game desperately needed, because when yeah. Bungie came, or when Destiny came out, there was barely anything in the game. Yeah. And so they came out with two DLC packs, which just added a whole bunch of missions and sure. stuff to do. And they just came out with the Taken King, which also adds a bunch of new missions, but also, like, rejiggers things, like, cleans up a lot of, like, the quests and, and mm-hmm. just kind of, like, essentially, just kind of streamlines the whole game. Sure. Um, and so they have now said, yeah, there's not going to be any more big DLC packs like that for Destiny until they sure. come out with the sequel next year but sure. between now and then yeah uh th- they're just going to be selling like dances and like different skins for your character and stuff uh-huh. and it's just like and the people are kind of upset because it's you know it's, it's nothing that affects the game but it's still sure. just like charging like in like real money for like oh, now i can do like the, the moonwalk and stuff it also means there's not gonna... if it doesn't affect the game well though. the big thing is also there's not gonna be any new content for the game sure. for the rest of the year sure. especially for like the destiny is only really like a 60 dollar game now after you spent like a hundred dollars worth of sure money on the game between like the 60 dollar disc and all the dlc and stuff like that um it is kind of interesting because this really does suggest that the most uh uh Bungie is working on Destiny 2. Sure. This yeah. sounds like they're essentially yeah. putting the game into put, putting the first Destiny game into like a holding pattern mm-hmm. with this thing where like, oh, we're gonna we need to keep on making money from this game. Sure. About as many people are gonna buy have bought this like the, the retail disc as we're ever gonna get. So we need to get money by like charging for like extra like cosmetic things mm-hmm. like new costumes Dispels and things whistles. like that. Which makes sense. Now they they're actually I'm they're they were actually kind of surprising up front about this, like saying, hey, this is essentially what's gonna keep us afloat for the next year. Mm-hmm. Um they kind of talk about how 
how, yeah, this is supposed to be keeping the live team up and running, but I'm mm-hmm. sure this is also, I'm sure, um, um, who's the publisher? Activision? I'm mm-hmm. sure they have a mandate of, like, you can't just, like, not have content for this game. This You need to be making money with this game over the course of the next year, and, of course, Bungie's got to be like, well, we're working on the next game. What would yeah, we yeah, do? Yeah. And so they're like, they must have been like, well, it, the, the compromise there is, yeah, just sell costumes, sell dances, and because it's pretty easy to put yeah. together. Although I do love the idea that, like, there has to be a small team at Bungie now just dedicated to <laughs> the dance squad sure, for sure. Destiny. I'm the Destiny um, dance king. But yeah, I'll be kind of curious to see what Destiny 2 looks like, because, like the reception for destiny has been so funky and mm-hmm. yeah, obviously like but over... i know so many people who love destiny but it's like the people like love work well like world of warcraft just just not even for like lore or anything like that but just love to grind it seems like the I same know. people with I destiny know a lot of people who are enamored of the world of destiny no like want to partake of it dude i'm There's just telling you i follow a handful of artists who draw like love drawing their destiny characters like all little symbols people and everything nuts. and it's like those are the people in the games for the grind's sake mostly from what I've seen, that kind of like, yeah. justifies the shit. Out sure, of yeah, yeah, yeah. People make emotional. Well, I don't even hate Destiny. I'm from... just kind of, I don't know. That's kind of weird. Just thing. A, it bounced right off, yeah. Yeah. So speaking of microtransactions, Metal Gear base insurance. I have to totally admit, this is part of the reason why I'm no interested in Metal Gear Five. This news came out and like, fuck this game. Uh, Bill notes three weeks of FOB insurance will run you about six bucks. And you got to play Metal Gear Solid. So <laughs> let me see if I understand this. There yeah, is a mechanic. Yeah. There is a, in Metal Gear, you develop a base. There is a mechanic in this game where other players can come in and take resources from your base, your hard-earned resources. Only if you connect online. What I mean, what is the option? You disconnect your game every time you want to play? Well, you just send it. Like, I, I didn't realize I was playing in offload mode for, like, the first 40 hours of my oh. game. Oh. Is there any... It's something you have to opt into. Is there any advantage to playing online That's other than you reward. can... Um, you get more resources if you're online? Because the idea is, like, your base is where everyone's working to, like, build and research mm-hmm. more equipment for you. Mm-hmm. And... With more bases, with more people, there's some, some stuff in the game that doesn't unlock until you have a certain number of people working on research and sure. development for your stuff. Sure. And that happens faster if you have extra bases sure. that you okay. can build. And you can build up like three or four different bases. Sure. And you get your first extra base for free in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, you have to start paying real money for those bases. And now, and one of the things is if you decide to stay online... And that's how you get resources from those ex- other extra bases. Yeah, they're called mm-hmm. forward operating bases. They're, sure. they're bases that are not your home base. Sure. Because uh, they're supposed to be like on a forward battlefield or sure. something like that. And so, yeah, those FOBs, forward operating battle bases or whatever the fuck. Yeah, they're generating all this income and stuff. And so, yeah, the risk reward is like you're getting all this extra income and resources and men and stuff. So- but at the risk of like... They're also, because they're a distant, faraway place, they're vulnerable sure. to getting attacked by other people. Do you not have And you these... can attack other people's bases, too. If you're really greedy, if you're really good at attacking other people's bases, essentially, you could be a pirate and steal other people's stuff. Do you not get to have an FOB if, you don't, if you're not connected online? You no, know, they give one to you... F- Actually, that's a good question, because, like, I f- didn't realize I was online for, like, the first 40 hours of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder what happens if I just go online now? And as soon as I did, they hopped me into tutorial saying, oh, oh, you, like, you get a thing one of the guys radios into you and says, boss come back to base we need to talk to you about something 
And this is like the moment after I hit the connect, like connect yeah. to the PSN uh, button. They're like, hey, uh, we decided that it would be really helpful if you build a new forward operating base on this other side of the, pick an ocean where you want to build your new base. It'll be just like the one that you always go to, except uh-huh. we'll just manage it. You, you you just manage it. You'll never have to visit there, but we'll manage it remotely for you. And there's a whole little tutorial about how to build a base and sure. like who, who, like you can start the soldiers that you kidnap, you could start sending to that base in addition to like the uh, one, yeah. the main base that you've been working on and stuff. And that's it. But then, yeah, you can power up your game. And it turns out like while you've been gone, someone will have like raided your base and taken like a thousand fuel cells that you right. need for something. Or something. Well, people and... can take people too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Shit. Because like you like technically you're manning your your sure. your bases with people you've stolen off the this battlefield. Is true. So it's kind of kind of oh, get it. the loop it's of thematically stealing. appropriate, but don't charge me six dollars insurance to well, prevent the... people or no no you're right it's just insurance no right? one it's had just... idea yeah. that this insurance was coming everyone just thought it was a really weird risk reward mechanic because everyone yeah. agrees you can easily plow through the game without this yeah. thing it's just an extra thing you can engage in and attack other people and you said essentially it gives you the option to attack and steal stuff from other people's bases while leaving you open to attack yourself that's sure. all it really is sure and yeah now this is... but the insurance doesn't cover anything i guess at some point you can like you can start building nuclear weapons which i never saw which yeah. The insurance doesn't cover that. If your nuclear weapons get stolen, you're in tough fucking luck. Mm. And a couple other things like that. But like, yeah, we came out and said, yeah, we're going to charge you insurance if you want it. It's just like, with real money, too. Actual Video money. game insurance. Oh, boy. In a Metal Gear game. It's oh, just... boy. Oh, man. Speaking of resources. You know Nintendo's seeing this and thinking, how can we do this with uh-huh. Animal Crossing? Yeah, like, what do we do? Like, should we oh, start man. having storms no, or Godzilla pay, attacks? No, no, no. You, pay, you can pay money to keep your uh, your inhabitants from moving out. Oh, you gotta bribe them? Wouldn't you do that? Would you not you start that in a so resentful of your... <laughs> You have to show up like a big bag and full of money and be like, you f- <laughs> it's, like, it's like having a girlfriend. You have to like pay to stay around. And like at some point, like this is not right for either of us. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, oh man. One thing I forgot to say about Dragon Age is that I forgot that with the last patch, they added the golden nug. <laughs> what? The golden nug. There's a Isn't creature. Isn't that the thing in that suit? That's little, a little golden chicken soup nugget? Nugs are little, these little pig rabbit creatures that are existed. There's a statue of a large golden nug that shows up in Haven, or excuse me, shows up in Skyhold. And if you go up and look at the statue, your um, all of your resources, which is to say, all your schematics, all your collectibles, Mm -hmm. all that stuff, syncs with Origin servers. And then if you fire up any other character that you have, or you start a new character, you can go to the Golden Nug, because it appears in both Haven and Skyhold, sync with it, and then you get all those schematics and all those collectibles. So you can merge the belongings of all your different characters that you've made. Not 100%. Like, you still, like, for example, you still have to mine resources to make things. Okay. So you have the schematics. generally, though, yeah. Which is awesome, because I'm like, because the other thing is that when you find, when you find, let's say you find a staff in the world, Mm -hmm. there's always a chance that it's a higher level than you are and you can't equip it. Anything you make, there's no level cap. So I go in, I'm like, oh, oh so here's the like... best staff in the game. I don't have the best materials to make it with, but yeah. I just, like, but the staff whoever I Whatever your new character is, you can go in and, like, okay, I'm gonna... Which is awesome, because oh, okay. I don't fucking... I'm not playing this game to get the rich combat like, yeah. experience. I'm playing it because I want to see what happens. I think after a year, they're, like, everyone who's... On, a, yeah, they're... Just like Cassandra. Yeah. It's actually a really nice thing, and I really appreciate it. Also, because, you know, I like my outfits. I can choose which outfit I want. And because I'm not oh. worried about having necessarily the best outfit right now, 
now. I can genuinely just choose which one do I want to look at. Because yeah. it's better than well, I was going to have makes anyway. Me look cool. I want what makes what makes Morassic more handsome for Cassandra. So, <laughs> makes me so fucking. That's happy. a the golden nug. Video games. Uh, hey guys, guess what? Doctor Who Lego set is incoming. Uh, December first, sixty dollars. It includes a uh, what is his name? Peter Capaldi. What's his Peter name? Peter Capaldi. Yeah, the new guy. Peter Capaldi Doctor. Yeah, the new doctor a Matt not Smith bad. Doctor. Clara a uh, Clara. Everyone hates Doctor Who now, but it's uh-huh. not that bad. It's better than it was there for a while. Mm-hmm. It's still not great, but mm-hmm. like everyone's like, I fuck Doctor Who. Now that everyone's old and it's just Clara. Everyone hates Clara too, but I think Clara's okay. Didn't Clara? Isn't Clara she's gone? She's leaving, which is funny because they just announced this like I said with Clara. Clara, oh, she's gone. <laughs> uh, I guess we don't know who's ca- who's coming next. We can't put, yeah. So yeah, this comes with both Matt Smith and Capaldi and Clara. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you get Matt's cute. It's a cute set. I'm probably gonna buy this horse shit just because those torsos are prime for. Oh, Benton. I didn't think about that. All three of them are just the two dudes. Spe- spe- specifically Clara, because I've been looking for a. Um... Well, she has a weird hairpiece I've never seen before what? too. She's got like a weird molded. It her hair kind of like hangs in front of her face a little bit. I think I, I had not. I had seen her hairpiece before. Capaldi just has normal hair, like old man, like that's like up up hair, that old gray hair, like. Well, he's got he's hair? got yeah yeah he's got the dark brown hair. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. This. Uh. Yeah. They're all yeah. three of them are super bent and appropriate. Uh. It's so. interesting too because did you see that like so what happens is that you build the the, the TARDIS. Oh yeah. She has and then she it, has a really established hair thing. Oh that's oh that's a old hair thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought maybe that was new. Mm-mm. I get the. Oh yeah. That, that's how they do the TARDIS. That's actually really cute. Yeah. So the TARDIS is actually you build up the TARDIS, but the back end can open up and that becomes the door for the interior. That's set. really cute. Um. And actually, the way they did the stairs is very clever yeah no it's oh, that's, oh, yeah, that's really good idea. i see what they did there they're like that's little a ladder pieces. yeah well, uh yeah mm. so this will be 60 bucks come out on december 1st um I'll pick it. i'm just it. still such a sucker for matt smith yeah which is stupid because that's not like i have a problem man it's great so peter capaldi they changed his outfit a little bit which for some reason cracks me up because in the, the his first season last year was essentially just dressed like a magician uh-huh so this year they kind of switched it up so now he's got doc martin's and he's wearing a hoodie underneath his magician's cloak. Okay. So it kind of creates this kind of cool, like, kind of modern... I don't know. I kind of like it. Aww. Looks like dogma, but I don't know. <laughs> kind of love a doctor wearing a hoodie. Yeah. I, you've never seen that good. before, but he's still wearing, like, a magician's cloak or whatever. <laughs> like, it's still... I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, show. I, I feel bad for Claire. Could Claire not that bad? <laughs> she fucking... Everyone loves Rose. Fuck Rose. <laughs> she wasn't bad either, but fuck him. Oh, Bill. People have weird issues about... Like, Donna was the best companion. Everyone fucking hated Donna. Donna was great because she, she was the only companion who was in love with the doctor. She yeah. called the doctor on her shit. Yeah. She was just a temp worker <laughs> from an office who was like, well, what's all this in? Fuck you, doctor. <laughs> that was great. That's what the doctor needs. Someone to call him on his shit. Yep. Yeah, anyway. I do Anyway, in conclusion, let go. It's <laughs> more overpriced gold. horse shit that we're going to buy. So you think you're actually going to buy that set? I want those parts, dude. Oh, okay. And uh, like at that point, parting them out is going to cost you. You're actually going to build anyway. the rest of the set or are you just going to cannibalize? I'll, I'll cannibalize it. Oh, okay. Uh, sounds like they tried to Moulin Rouge up Peter Pan in the new movie by having characters sing half-ass covers of Smells Like Teen Spirit and Blitzkrieg Bop. I had not heard about this. I read that article and it just made me die a little bit That movie inside. made about $10. I think go back Did to Did it pay. actually come out? It, that's... I have no idea what I saw this article. It came out... Man, can't you tell from the number of people that you've known who have seen it and are talking about it, either in real life or online? Oh, man. That movie got... Pan. <laughs> uh, oh, I get. I see. What so you tells me I don't have to Peter worry about Pan's. my copyright for Pan the comic too much now. <laughs> this is Leah. 
I, I think more people have read my pan comic than saw this fucking movie. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, man. Woof, woof, woof. All right. Introducing the Loon Cup. Oh, this maybe actually turned out to be fake. The period gadget detects women from inside their bodies. Yes. It's, so it's it's, it's a, just a moon cup with like like a USB dongle or something like that? Have you used a moon cup? No. And the moon cup is that little silicone thing you put on your cervix. Well, I'm, I'm well aware of what it is. No, I'm just saying for the audience, for anybody who There is a Kickstarter us, for it. Is that what it is? Oh, it, so it is real. It has, let's see, uh, $50,000 at request. Uh, they have $95,000. That's funny that like, a Metro product that requires your, your Wi-Fi password. Why the hell do you need... Because? I mean, have, has, do any... I mean... There the worst are, thing there is are having free, to charge it when it's low power. You have to have the cable sticking out of your fucking the wall. Apps. I know. You can download to people. track all of this shit. And also that's called the Loon Cup, which also makes you sound kind of crazy. They're all, they're leaning into the whole like menstrual moon thing in the wrong way. It makes it most, like, to be not fair, loony. So I'll just take a moment to say this. This is not a sponsored message, but all vagina haveners, uterus havers listening to this, there's an excellent app called Clue that is the best menstrual tracking app you, out there um give me a link uh clue it's, it's is it actually like the movie yes they like the movie clue menstrual uh, it, clue is the best oh, app you just out there menstrual pops up yeah it's like five bucks well worth it there's no fucking How flowers? flowers on it oh really there's What's no the fucking point? pink on it you know you're not it doesn't tell pretty. you it's like it's it's actually gender neutral which i really appreciate oh really um it's well worth every penny. oh but it's got clouds what the clouds mean it, it, you can track your moods Oh, oh clouds mean when you're going to be... Like, you can... you can. Um, it's whenever I record the podcast, I go in <laughs> to mood. No, it's like you uh-huh. can track your period, your oh, pain really levels, nice. your, your sex drive, your fluid output, your mood. And then you can also just freestyle tag whatever you want. Oh, man. And it'll, like, kind of track your period and... It's weird because the, the flower fluid output is... It says fluid output, but then it's like the big gack sign from Double Dare? I thought that's a little graphic. That's a little fucked up. Anyway, Clue is the best, is well worth every penny. And uh, I found it useful actually just for... The Nickelodeon splat. I'm not making fun of you. I'm just making fun of all biology. It's not the Nickelodeon splat. Did you... How old were you? And that's not the Nickelodeon splat. Wait, is that actually... splat symbol. Wait, what, what is the symbol? Oh no! You're oh, no, oh, there actually is a fluid. I was making up the idea there being even a fluid symbol. I don't no, know no, it's actually that's there what is, is a fluid symbol. Isn't that the sign for like like the button you press when you fart and you have to turn on the fan in the bathroom? Well, I guess it is. It's a water sign. Can yeah, they not fluid. just like license the water sign from Avatar? <sighs> no, but actually that's really nice and graphic. Look Clue that is a really nicely designed app. It is well worth every penny. It's a good way to track your cycle, and it'll it will send you notifications if your cycle is coming up within a like a five day margin where. No, okay. It's good shit. Don't ba- bother with the loon cup, dear Love lord. Loon cup. Um, what the fuck else? <laughs> uh, wow, well, Andy's yeah. 
Dark Horse announced the Mobius library coming sometime later this year. And tell me about more about this because I know you're a big Mobius fan. Uh, Mobius was a dude who drew pictures. I thought wasn't he a recording artist? Uh, Dune. He did some Dune stuff. The people jizzed all over. He designed the hats in Tron. Yeah, he did. He did a lot of Tron design work. Uh, He's famous for being French, not telling necessarily interesting stories, but drawing pretty pictures. Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's really this- cool. I think he did maybe did some design work for Fifth Element, I guess maybe something mm, like that. I believe it. Yeah. Um, he's famous. He 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 could draw her. He designed stuff for Willow. Oh shit! Did you hear about what happened to Willow? Is it about Warwick Davis? It's about Warwick Davis. What happened to Warwick Davis? His truck got stole. His no! his mobile home. We had a mobile home like trailer. I uh-huh. guess he was like on tour, running around the UK doing something like that. Someone stole his goddamn mobile home trailer. That's all horseshit. the stuff inside of it. Oh, and so awful. all weekend long, he's been like on Twitter, hoping people will like find, see like. A trailer, it's still got its, like, wheel lock on it. So someone's in a blue truck has been dragging around a dwarf-sized mobile home trailer with spark shooting out of the back of it because oh, the wheel Lord. lock is still... You think, how hard is... Def- That's a very specific <laughs> image of a vehicle driving down the English countryside. Uh-huh. Yeah, so there's, he's still trying to find his mobile home, but yeah. Uh, another news, Brad Muir uh, is leaving Double Fine for Valve in December. He was a programmer on Psychonauts, design lead on Brutal Legend, Iron Brigade, and Massive Chalice. Yeah, he didn't say exactly why. He just wanted to new new stuff. I guess that means Massive Chalice is not going to... Well, they, they kind of said that Massive Chalice is what it is, because yeah. I don't think it made enough money to do any more. I'm sure it was in a situation like, what was it, uh, Space Space DF9 or whatever it was called? Yeah. I'm Iron sure Brigade was kind of the same thing where it kind of came out but didn't do anything, so they just kind of like was kind of still birthed a little bit. You can bit. only do, you know. Yeah, I know. You have enough money to do a thing, you do the thing. Double Fine still seems to be kind of in a holding, holding pattern there, trying to figure out who, like, what to do. I'm curious to see, because they're working on the, um,. They're working on the uh, Day of the Tentacle remaster. Yeah. They're working on Mo- Headlander, which looks interesting. It comes out sometime next year, right? Uh, I don't know. I love and, the design uh, of that thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious to see what... I was really surprised because that literally... I, I, I had no idea Master Chalice came out. It was I... free on Xbox One. Was it? Yeah. I have it downloaded. I started to play it and I was like, not for me, and I stopped. Mm. I had no idea that. I also done. backed it on Kickstarter. I thought I maybe I, for when I saw the announcement that he was leaving, I thought I was like, "Oh, well, the outrage people are going to be pissed when they find out he's leaving and hasn't finished." And I was like, "Oh, Master Chalice Chalice came out like six months ago." Yeah, it's like, been oh, out for okay. a while. Well, I heard no one talk about, it, which probably speaks to why he's leaving Double Fine to do new stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I'm good on him and good on for Valve for having another dev on there. What yeah, are they? What, I mean, what? I feel like it's like that Tom Waits song. What's he building in there? <laughs> Well, it's interesting because, like, obviously working for normal publishers has not quite worked out for them ever. At least not consistently. What, Double Fine? Yeah, and the Kickstarter yeah. thing was wound up being a lot trickier than they imagined. And mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what they do in the future. For, I mean, I'm thinking they're going back to the traditional method. Like, um, Tim Schafer had said that, uh, yeah, he was like, I think I'm kind of done with, with crowdfunding for a while. He's like, that kind of transparency is exhausting. And uh, he's like, I think I'm back to, I'm okay with being secretive for a little while. <laughs> Which I can totally sure understand. Sure, can't blame him. Exactly, 110%. Yeah. Uh, let's see what Pronounce else Pronounce it correctly. Rumors suggest that... Don't you fuck this Gugu up. Gugu Mabatha-Ra? I've never heard it spoken aloud, so I'm assuming... <laughs> maybe you're, one... You're now yeah, you're my canonical pronunciation of that name. Maybe one of two new female leads in Star Wars 8. This on top of a new Episode 7 trailer and tickets becoming available next week. 
Wait, Google is, Mabatha Raw. Is there a wait? Is there a new trailer? Or are you saying there's a new trailer next week? Oh, I think I mistyped that. Yeah, I forgot to finish that statement. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like this is that's that's the week in Star Wars news this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Google Mabatha Raw. She was in. I think she was in the. I saw on IMDb. She was in the fucking sexy werewolf elf movie. <laughs> Jupiter Sending. Oh, okay. Man, everyone's talking about Magic Mike. Magic Mike is good. This is some Magic Mike. I Magic know you like it. XXL was really I good. I hearing about it. The first movie was a fart. The second movie, it's like, it's really... That's everyone's opinion. Even people were like, I, I want to go see Magic Mike because I liked it, but like, they're like, Magic Mike XXL is like, it's, it's good. actually really Like, it's good. fucking good. And it's, it's also a, it's a hot, dumb, but it's good. It's a dumb movie, but it's fun. It knows it. what it is. I'll watch it than... not review it on the podcast. Last thing you need me is my opinion about <laughs> any him tell you what's it's good. Really, it's a really, it's a very, um, it's a movie, even though it's all about dudes, it's a very feminine movie. So really? I'm curious to hear what you're Does it have flowers? Is. Yes, Bill. Um, um, so yeah, 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 yeah. So she's, uh, that's the only thing else I know. The only, the only reason I recognize this name, there was, when I was at the movies like a year ago, there was a trailer for, like, some half black, half white lady becomes, it's based on a true story, like, is rising up in, like, Victorian English society, and of course she's ostracized by all the oh, white yeah. people because she's half movie? black, whatever it was. Yeah. She was that lady. Oh. And I remember thinking she was hot at balls. <laughs> and so, and of course, when the name came up, starring Gugu Mabatha-Ra, I was yeah. like, what the fuck, like... Is that a Star Wars name? Yeah. I don't know she's going to be in Star Wars, but they're going to have to make up a name. Her name in Star Wars is going to be Lucy Snisely. Episode 8 is going to be the uh, Ryan Johnson movie, right? Yeah. Uh, so none of this is specifically confirmed, but everyone's talking about it. Hey, yeah, it's her, and yeah, there's going to be two new female leads in the next one, and she's going to be, sounds like she's going to be one. Ryan Johnson has yet to do a movie with a female lead, so this will be interesting. Yeah. Well, supposedly Ray sounds like she's going to be the lead of the whole new trilogy, too. Huh. So that's going to be at least... Well, and assuming Fa- Captain Phasma survives to the next one, that'd be four main female characters in the story. Wait, who's Captain movie. Phasma? Is that the Silver Trooper? Yeah, so oh, okay. portrayed by, what is it, Bran of Tarth? Yeah. So she's going to get blown up, though. But Daniel yeah. Craig is super done with Bond, it seems. Did you see that interview where he said he would not, like, if he only, if he ever did Bond again, he would only, it would only be doing it for money. He was like, he really, literally came out and said, fuck Bond. I'm yeah. done. I'm tired. Granted, they were interviewing him, like, right, literally, as he's done filming. Like, yeah, sure. Like, so, he even prefaced it with saying, if you ask me now, right now, if yeah. I would do another Bond, fuck no. Well, think about all the other movies he's done since being James Bond. Yeah, which is funny, because in the lead up, everyone's been asking, like, Jay, are you going to stick around for Bond? He's been, I don't know, I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, this first time he comes, he's like, fuck no. <laughs> granted, like, yeah, well, after he goes, home like you know clips his toenails relax mm-hmm. a little bit makes watch- out with rachel weiss yeah, yeah. Oh, is he still t- is he married to rachel yeah weiss? they're married dude after he gets the fucker <laughs> he's like oh that's a steal okay now i can do I'm a done. bond again at least one more time <laughs> maybe put her in the movie please could she be a bond wife come on yeah maybe he'll change his tune but it's, it sounds like if he is does come back from one last one it's gonna be obviously the last one yeah um but yeah have you seen anything about the new specter movie i heard the song and it's not good. I didn't want it. Because the last couple of songs were good. That last one was like, yeah, it's kind of all. Everyone yeah. was saying, why did you just have the same song? Just have the same <laughs> um, do, what did you think of the last movie? Uh, I saw it and I enjoyed it, but I can't remember. See, the thing is, I don't give a shit about James Bond. You just care about Casino Royale was a, le- and I don't care about as much about Daniel Craig as you do. You got that butt. <laughs> Man, that's the thing. No, I want to have a home invasion of Daniel Craig. And Rachel Weiss, and hopefully they're just bending over when I come in, and I take a photo and I leave. <laughs> so, 
I liked Casino Royale so much, but it was like the one, it was kind of like a fluke, because I don't give a shit about James Bond. And he wanted me to do me a Christmas gift. Commission someone to make a bronze statue of, of Daniel Craig and Rachel Weisz playing Twister in their home. Uh, no, Bill, I'm going to make you, I'm going to you two body pillows. <laughs> What if Daniel Craig, but he's laying in his tummy, so his butt, and we'll put, like, those, those, like, gel things underneath his butt. Can you just buy four hams and tape each pair <laughs> together? I just label one Craig, Daniel, and one's just Rachel, and there that's just go, it. Bill. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because, like, yeah, because we we've talked about how she has normal butt, yep. but he's got fantastic atomic man ass. Uh-huh. At go, least Bill. my opinion. <laughs> Uh, hey oh, everybody, yeah. do you know that John Williams is getting an American <laughs> Film Institute Lifetime Chiba Award next summer, along with a TV special and other fun stuff, like a Toys R Us shopping spree? <laughs> That's he's, a good joke. He's so happy about that. <laughs> also, love the idea we call it a Chiba Award. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out American Film Institute is not run by uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> I, uh... Not to totally change the subject, but I saw someone talking on Twitter about... What's to talk about? <laughs> Dick, okay, let's sing John Williams songs. About Dick Tracy and about how Warren, Warren ba- Betty apparently is still saying he will one day make another Dick Tracy like 30 movie. 30 years later. Apparently in 2011, there was a Dick Tracy TV special. I where heard about Leonard this. Where was Leonard Moulton interviewing Warren Beatty as Dick Tracy. And he did this only to retain the copyright because yeah. he had to produce some kind of Dick Tracy thing. This this special is online on youtube and i watched like the first 10 seconds oh i didn't actually see i just knew this existed and then i scrubbed to the future and it's as excruciating as that sounds did you actually see the dick tracy i have never seen dick tracy i owned some of the toys from the time oh really i was of the age i didn't know they had toys oh they had a shit ton of toys i wanted the watch but i did not get the watch oh i had i think i had like a bubblegum pack and like a some sort of candy holder that was in Dick Tracy's face. Well, it's 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 easy to forget if you weren't a kid at that time because this I think it was the first big super or uh, the first big comic book movie to come out after Batman came out. Well, yeah, yeah. And so there was yeah. that kind of marketing push where they were hoping it was going to be the next Batman. I think it was like literally the like the next summer. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being for some reason this sticks in my memory more than anything else is they had Dick Tracy themed a Monopoly prize oh, really? pieces at like mcdonald's <laughs> like there's kind of monopoly game was dick tracy thing because sure. i remember seeing that ad for dick tracy mm-hmm. more than actually anything regarding Same. dick tracy yeah it's itself. like i remember things around dick tracy uh, more than i, I ever really, saw dick it makes tracy. sense we would have had toys but i never saw any of the toys but yeah that movie Hell was yeah. just like it's really weird too because that, that was they tried to make it all like bright colored like like an old-timey yeah. comic book but it looked just really weird and garish mm-hmm. also like stars madonna has a whole bunch of madonna songs which really kind of dates it now yeah i'd like to go back and just like what the fuck is and everyone's like in fucked up makeup because everyone's yeah, really, like because they're the dick tracy like... characters yeah. yeah and like it's got a lot of stars in it too it's not like mm-hmm. it's not like they made that movie for no money it's got yeah. like i think half the cast are like oscar winners but they're yeah. all buried under five pounds of makeup yeah and just like and also, dude cares about Dick. So, Warren, yeah, Warren Beatty really think he's going to come back and, like, do a, like, a he Dick still Tracy says he comeback? is. Well, apparently he hasn't done a movie since 2001. Was it Dick Tracy going to be, like, is Dick Tracy going to be solving, like, the Ferguson murders? Like, what? Like, in this. Like, well, like he's going to bring be that back from the modern Like, yeah. seriously, Warren Beatty. Well, I guess come on. He can't, maybe he produces and he gets someone else to play. But who, who cares about Dick Tracy? No one cared about it 20 years ago. Yeah. What are they going to get yeah. about now? Anyway. Woof. Man, Dick Tracy. Hail Caesar, knows Bill evocatively. Man, that trailer looks good as shit. The Coen brothers 
Brothers released a trailer for their new movie, Hail Caesar. I'm going to watch it. It's funny because Coen Brothers, you never really know, though. Sure, sure. This trailer looks good. It's got right. Channing Tatum doing well, it Channing it gives Tatum. a good trailer because it's like, it's, I, I'm it's totally. It's got Brown. I'm intrigued by it because it, look, they, um, uh, it, it, they, they reproduce the look of films of that time so well. It's kind of got that aviator effect where it's like, you want to see those colors and yeah, like that kind of, yeah. the kind of. Well, I, they did the same movie. thing with uh, Old Brother Roth, though. Even yeah, though that wasn't about exactly, movies, but it was yeah. all tinted and kind of like, like looks. It looks like an old timey photograph. You, you want to consume it for the aesthetic as much as anything else. kind of did. Well, they didn't like color time the Hutzucker proxy, but that's kind of like the similar thing to where sure. like a super period. They yeah. when they do a period piece, they do a period piece like yeah. to the point where it's like super cartoony and just like yeah yeah. I'm I'm excited about it because I've been thinking a lot about that lately. Is a, a period pieces as not not intending to be actual like not trying to be gritty or That's authentic the animaniacs version of yeah. that time because well, yeah. i was thinking about some brothers some brothers is such an artificial thing yeah. and not that that was deliberate though necessarily because it's like they that they were doing the best they could with what they could at the time that they cared to do and it's like you don't see that kind of consciously artificial set pieces anymore mm-hmm. and because uh, we're living in the era of gritty authenticity and everything like that and uh, it's a huge risk but this is kind of a way to cheat that to do some of the aesthetic while still making a compelling modern thing. I just like thing. the idea of a dude dressed like a Roman centurion being kidnapped by a bunch of people calling themselves the future. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you got Clancy Brown. He doesn't have any lines on the trailer, but I saw him. I was like, it's fucking Clancy Brown. I gotta yep, go see it. I'm done. It's fucking Scarlett Johansson, which yep. I like. I'm not a huge fan of hers, but when like she opens her mouth and she's doing like Schmidt, Schmidt, I was yeah, like, yeah. Okay, it's not gonna be that kind of movie. It's <laughs> yep, gonna be. Yep. It's like she's do, kind of doing what What's Her Face in the in Hudsucker did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Kind of, yeah, yeah. If if it's that that kind of movie, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. And you got uh, fucking Frances McDormand as some yeah lady. Yeah, and I'm on like, board for this for shit. I'm uh, totally on board for this for uh, shit. Come out to next year, but still. Uh, Speaking uh, of uh, Charles uh, Hansen, the one thing I did do this week, and I didn't put it in the notes, um, I did watch Age of Ultron finally. Uh oh. What a fucking snooze. We almost stopped watching it. We almost stopped watching it because I was just like, "Are you kidding me?" How far did you get? No, did no you we finish did finish it? it. We did finish it. Wasn't that exciting when oh, James California comes out? You know says, what? Honestly, at the end of the day, one I thought Ultron was a, a really weird villain, yeah. like a really weird villain. Like he's very chatty and conversational, but he's a robot. Yeah, internet. he's supposed <laughs> both like superhuman, like not superhuman, but he like very human. Yeah, but also like I'm like I don't understand basic human idioms, but it's here's all the idioms weird. I'm getting. Use, and then yeah. his relationship with Scarlet Witch and Pietro is so weird. And then, uh, did you see the the Onion Film Standard review of this movie? Oh no, I forgot about those. Uh, they don't do them anymore. He has sad. to do one about Pan. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Harrow's at the hall. Basically, his critique of the movie is that there are there are significant parts of the movie where there are no superheroes on screen, <laughs> and he like shows the the famous shot of all of them sh- jumping into action. Yeah, and yeah. He circles three discrete places where they could have put. There is like there's like at the end when they reveal the new Avengers. I'm watching this. I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of this. Especially because the new Avengers are like Larry, <laughs> Booger Stinkums, <laughs> that guy. Like, Scarlet Witch is such a bland character. Pietro but she does witchy that hands. Great. The all, the thing is, is the core Avengers are all compel- compelling charismatic a- actors have? Chris Evans does such a good job as Captain America and that should not be an interesting role he is literally a boy scout he I love such did a you good see job. how much he loves being Captain America I'll where he's like it. I will be Captain America until I die <laughs> he knows he knows how good he's got I'll it and he's it. like I don't have to drag well, me kicking and screaming from the 
set. I mean, it's got to feel good to be that character. If you're yeah. a certain sort of person, like, that's got to be... It's like, they're all so charming. Like, Scarlett Johansson is so much better than that deserves. What do you think about all the farmhouse stuff? Because that, that was one of the things in that... Especially if yeah. you thought that movie's already snooze, and then, like, there's a middle 20 minutes no. where everyone's just a farmhouse. I don't object to the character stuff. Like, my favorite parts where they're, like, getting drunk and they're having a party. That is that is the best scene it's of the like, movie, yeah. Anytime they're, like, fucking fighting yeah. or anything, I'm like, because of fights, like, that last, last fight scene, that's, like, the last hour of the movie. It's just not interesting to me. Yeah. It's, like, well, it's, like, my favorite parts of, uh, the fucking last, uh... Uh, Captain America movie uh-huh. where the parts it's like him and Scarlett Johansson where she's very clearly trying to make him be a person this, that's one of the things about this movie I kind of was like I'm murmuring because this kind of because she's got the little bow and arrow yeah thing, and we yeah. talked about that and this kind of makes it well fuck that bow and arrow I'm like yeah it's kind of yeah backwards yeah but you know I like I like that she has a relationship with the family like that she's the one well she comes up there asking for auntie what's her what do they call her Natasha yeah auntie Nat yeah which I was like that's just cute yeah, yeah like, that's, what, that's you know, why, yeah, the farm scene and the drunk, get everyone getting drunk at the party at the beginning, yeah. those are my two favorites. Uh, did you have any any read on the whole, mon- like, she's, she calls herself a monster because she's been sterilized? Thing Honestly, I was uh, not just <laughs> you're I'll be totally frank with you. Oh, okay, because that's the big thing everyone's been like. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I was like, eh, I was more interested in the idea of her backstory, and I liked how they showed it and everything like that. And I didn't object as much to the Thor bits, you know. Well, it's funny, because it kind of leads into some of the Agent Carter stuff, because they were showing how ladies in the thing, if you mm-hmm. fly Agent Carter, that yeah, I don't know, man. I was just, uh, I mean, I just, yeah, give a shit. I just don't Rosa. give a shit about these movies. I like Bruce Banner. I don't care about any of these I do like people. Bruce Banner and Scarlet and Mundo. Oh, man, I had no, I didn't like their chemistry at all. Really? I, I was like, really, eh. I just like both characters. Eh. I'm like, I'm a, they're I, I liked him more as a science bro. I like, I find that more interesting. There's a weird part where, like, towards, at the end fight, Iron Man's like, where's Natasha? Where's the Hulk? Are you guys hiding the sausage with each other? Like, what There's the a hell? lot of casual <laughs> sex jokes in this movie. Oh, I was really impressed. I, I was like, like, wow. The too, speaking of ScarJo, when she's at the beginning, at the at, when they were having the party at, at What's Her Face House, when she's actually serving drinks, kind of like mm-hmm. on the cuff, she just mm-hmm. has to be behind the bar. Well, see, and she gets the... like, you know, he did me wrong. Kind of a nice little, like, I don't know, kind of like. You know, I wish I wish they did more with her. So I'm not. They don't know what to do with they her don't in terms know. of that whole thing. Yeah. Like, Joss Whedon has a good time with all his characters, kind of yeah. like, but in terms of like what yeah, like, greater her... purpose I like her. Um, I can't help but go back to League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. The thing that I like about League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is that Mina Murray is the leader. And, like, she is different from all of them, but she draws them all together. And I kind of wish they would have gone this route with yeah. this. Like that, I'm not interested in a beauty... Beauty and the Beast is an interesting story, not because beauty changes the beast, but because some of the beast becomes part of beauty. Like, that's, that is what interests me. Yeah, about there's that sort a two-way street. It's not just, like, it's civilizing just like, oh, bullshit. It's like, I calm yeah. you, and you come in from the woods now. It's like, blah, blah, blah. Just not, not. Also, I didn't understand why her costume lit up. Because Tron. Because <laughs> she's got a Tron outfit. I'm like, it you're did. sneaky. You're supposed to be stealthy. You're in black stealthy. for reason. Kind of just, yeah. If it's going to be black and stealthy, don't have a flash and, like, just fucking. Like, yeah. And it's weird because, like, in the last fight scene, she has one of those signs at the movie theater with the scrolling text on it, like, taped to her back. <laughs> and it says, that says Natasha on it it's for no reason. It's so interesting because the movies work because those actors are so charismatic They're and compelling. They're working their asses off. Like, like they it. carry yeah. all of this Marvel franchises. And it's the only reason why I care even a little bit because they are all really compelling actors. What do you think of Paul Bettany? He shows up. They, I thought they, the he did a great job. The fighting turns into a... 
I thought rubber faced. They did a real good job trying to make the name the Vision not sound dumb. Uh, I like that he picks up Thor's hammer. Yeah, and he's just like whirling around. Yeah, he's like, he's like, and that that's all and Thor he picks needs. Up, he just whispers, "I'm gonna go home and fuck Jennifer." <laughs> so hard, Jennifer. <laughs> um, he starts like, like just yeah. grabbing the hammer, just I like shaking was, it. Like, he was fine, but damn, you could not get me less interested in a new Avengers team. Well, I, I like the idea of being Cap and Nat. Like, that's a cool team to me because I like their friendship. That should be the title of the next movie: is Cap and Nat. Like, I would, I would watch like yeah, a no, summer cool. camp sort of thing. They get like, along really well. Yeah, I like their chemistry a lot, and I like that there's not a sexual aspect to it. I like that I about it. I'm still bummed though that the the, the the I've mentioned this before, but that the waitress lady. Who, uh, Captain America saves like Ashley really Johnson. briefly. Yeah, Sassy Ellie, Johnson, yeah. yeah. She, 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 she needs to come back and be the like super villain of like one of these movies. <laughs> like, you saved me, but you never came yeah, back to love like, me. It's like War Machine um, and the Falcon and Scarlet Witch and the Vision. Randos a whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like these are all. Well, did you hear supposedly like the the the, the big plan was they were going to have Captain Marvel show up. Who's the lady? That's yeah. the, you know. She, oh, man, that would have been And that sweet. would have been like she Emily Blunt, movie, but they though, couldn't. Right? Well, that's the other thing, because I guess they announced literally like 19 more Marvel movies yeah, this week. Yeah. And Captain Marvel's been bumped back in favor of no. like Black Panther and stuff. And everyone's kind of wondering if. Are, did they want Emily Blunt as Captain that Marvel? That was the rumor. Oh, man. What's the other thing? Well, Emily, Blunt, Emily Blunt's got a new movie out called Sicario that's out uh-huh, now, uh-huh. where she's playing like a drug D agent, uh-huh. like doing kind of. Everyone's been saying it's like the performance of her career. Sure. And so everyone's wondering if maybe like this is good I'm enough. Like she doesn't have to worry to about things slumming. But yeah, well, that's everyone was saying. Like I'm like, blown would be. Like, there was something else somebody was talking about her being in something else. I don't know if it was superhero thing, but like something else she was being rumored for. Yeah. Because everyone's like Emily Blunt. She's like, mm-hmm, gotta get her or something. But yeah. Yeah, but Emily Blunt is like Captain Marvel. On Isn't the other hand, it's like you know, there's part of me where it's like I wouldn't wish. I know it's one of those things where you can fan cast, but yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, it's like because then you've they're they've made this commitment, and that's their life for the next. 10 and every years. every movie role they have to like take for the next decade has to be molded around like uh-huh. if they have time from because I gotta film the next fucking three Avengers yeah. movies. Yeah, I gotta be in the stinger for Ant Man. Yeah, exactly. Eight, yeah, know? so I can't be in your awesome little indie that thing yeah. that could actually be a really great thing for me because I gotta go fucking put on rubber. Yeah. socks and like yeah yeah Fucking, but yeah did you know that scarlett johansson was pregnant for most of that film too really so yeah if you notice there's a whole bunch of scenes where they kind of shoot her from behind stuff and they come on i guess they cgi'd her belly down a little bit yeah which is funny because that suggests she was actually in the light up <laughs> thing but like pregnant she's like hey yeah. guys <laughs> like wobbling around for a couple you know years. i'll believe i was noticing her outfit when they're at the party it's kind it's of it's an high empire waist yeah, yeah it's kind of like not dress you would because i remember thinking like uh, when i was a little girl i used to call those uh pregnant lady outfits yeah because it's like in pride and prejudice where they're wearing the big the big no, dresses where you always look like you're yeah, we got the circus tent coming out from beneath <laughs> your tits yeah, yeah, it's never flattering, especially if you're not pregnant. Why do that yeah. then at that point? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it still looks cute, but I was. It can I still look cute, but like, yeah. Anyway, anyway we believe about? it or not, we were that was a little Avengers divergence, but uh, more importantly, Marceline the Vampire is getting her own cartoon miniseries starting November 14th. It'll explore more of her background, presumably the bits not already covered in other Ice Kingy flashbacks on Adventure Time. Most importantly, Rebecca Sugar's coming back for it. Oh, really? Yeah. Did she? Oh, I, that's right. Because a uh, friend of the podcast, Conley, was telling me that the bare minimum, she was writing the music for it. I'm not sure okay. what else, you know. Did you see last night Alex Hirsch was in New York at a bar and he's like, oh, yeah, hey, uh, we've got the we've got the future of uh, Gravity Falls Adventure Time and Steven Universe on our hands. And we see he was hanging out with whoever runs Adventure Time now. 
I didn't oh, well, realize. I thought I Ken Ward was still now. at least like at least no, superficially kind of, in charge, yeah. but no, I guess it's this new I guy. Can't remember and his Rebecca name. Sugar, they're all just hanging yeah. out, drinking out a bar last night. I guess New York Comic Con yeah, was going on. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, New but York that's not, I'm glad to see Did Marceline. you see the speaking of Avengers horseshit? Did you see the Korra Thor uh Asami Iron Man cosplay that was what? at New York Comic Con? It was actually really good. It was Korra. But, like, dressed like Thor, yeah. and Asami is Iron Man, and it was actually really good cosplay. Technically, although emotionally they should be switched, even <laughs> yeah. though, like, Asami's the, I could see, because she's the inventor. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, man, I saw, man, this is our Tumblr corner for this week. <laughs> Last night I saw the cutest little comic of uh-huh. Korra and Asami, they have a baby, who, and... Man, Tumblr loves the idea of Asami and Korra having children. Oh, so cute. I mean, if you're gonna take it's the cute. relation to their future. So they're little the little baby, she's like a little two year old or something like that. And she's super bummed because she's trying to bend and it seems like it seems like she's not a bender. But she's upset because she's trying to learn how to water bend. And if she gets upset because she, she finds out that Korra has been like water bending for her. Uh, uh-huh. And like Asami has to step in and says, like, Korra doesn't know how to deal with this because Korra yeah, like will do tricks yeah. but isn't good at uh, calming the kid. And so Asami steps in and says, Okay, so maybe you can't water bend but you're really good at mommy bending. And, and the little daughter's like, what's that? And and Korra and Asami step back, and they're like, just try to mommy bend us. And like the little kid starts going, ugh. And of course, Korra and Asami are just like, ah, oh no, like all flailing over. And the kid starts laughing, and they just kind of kiss the baby. And it's just kind of cute, like little, like, God bless. That's did a you, nice little scene. Did I'm you just see saying. New York Comic Con? They, they unveiled that Mondo was doing a Korra and Asami statue. Did you see the art? No, for that? I didn't see that. It's really cute. Um, it's cute. Oh man, I got it. Oh man, I still. Oh, man, they did a Lin Bay Fong one. Mm-hmm. Fucking a. Oh, Cora. You will mm. never let us go. Uh, the X-Files Blu-ray set is coming out in December for $300. But you can get it for half price if you pre-order it at Fox's website this weekend. Just throw that out there because I know we know have a lot of X-Files fans out there. Well, they, only, they also just announced that there was going to be mm-hmm. a Blu-ray box set. Did I but... mention last week that I was... Uh, I looked up Mitch Pleggy's Twitter. He played some Skinner on He's X-Files. On Twitter? And his Twitter at the time when I looked at it was all him retweeting Skinner Scully. <laughs> like, fan videos. <laughs> It cracked me up. I was like, God bless you, dude. Oh. Uh, the next note is Bill says evocatively, what's oh, that? Turn up the volume on your phone. We're going to have to like, listen to you. I want to see your reaction to this because I thought it was cute. Okay. This is a YouTube link. It's a Campbell Soup commercial. It's a guy feeding his son soup. It's another guy feeding the kiss soup. That's gotta be the worst fader ever. <laughs> Campbell's Star Wars soups. How about you be Chewbacca? It's two dads. Oh, that's cute. That may be the first time I've ever seen a, a commercial where, like, just casual, like... Casual queerness? Ca- same-sex couple parents. That's, Aww. like, kind of like the joke, but not, like, the joke joke. Like, oh, gay parents, but, like... Aww. I thought it was cute. That's and it's selling cute. a Disney product, no less. That's cute. Campbell's fucking Star Wars soup is gay friendly. Eat that shit. Eat That's that Darth Vader heads. Just... Too bad I just bought a lot of Progresso yesterday. <laughs> really? Progresso's pretty good. Oh, Progresso, do they have cute. the snap top cans? You can you eat like a hobo right out of the can yes, if you're feeling you super lazy. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I know how that goes. Yeah, just put the can right on the stove. Well, I got top. that new exercise equipment. I'll just eat cans right <laughs> out like I was exercising. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> You're just gonna pop it over like Popeye. It'll <laughs> be great. <laughs> and Steven Universe next episode will be its last until 2016. Beer. Man, they only came back for like three episodes, maybe not three episodes, but like less than a month, and now they're going on hiatus well, again. Well, it's because they blitzed through. Think of the Steven Bomb. Well, they no, showed they five did. episodes in a week, and they did a couple of Steven Bombs. I'd be fine with a few less Steven Bombs. It means that they yeah. can stay consistently on air for the right. Because this yeah. is like, that's like three months from now, minimum. Yeah, yeah. that's burn. And they just came back from being off all summer, so yeah. it's been pretty much most of that like last half of the year. Yeah, it's interesting that the way, yeah, the way uh, that uh, Steven Universe is released is so kind of sporadic when it is a show that builds. Yeah. They're building towards well, especially something Especially right particular. now. Yeah. I'm hoping, have you a caught up to Steven Universe? Cluster. Well, I think I'm one episode behind y'all. Still. But you, like, you got to see your shoot I, with the Peridots freaking out about the cluster? Yeah, I saw Peridot, the last episode I saw was Peridot and Pearl having the robot contest. Well, that's the last one. Robo Olympics. Was, and so, yeah. assuming the next, hopefully there's like, you don't want to end it mid-sentence. Hopefully there's going to be at least some kind of, like, something that happens in the next episode where you're like, okay, well, I'm fine, like, having to wait four months for the next episode of this. Well, but maybe yeah. it'll be like, they're about to face the cluster. Or, or at, least a, like, at least a good cliffhanger or something. It's not just, like... a really good Pearl episode. Because yeah. they, they've they made a passing allusion to... Spoilers to Steven Universe. For a, a Pearl being just a Pearl. Yeah. And, like, they, they've ghosted over this idea, but not haven't really explored the Just, like, once or twice before, yeah. That, you know, gemstones are only so precious, and there's no such thing as the only gemstone. So, like, there's this concept that's implied that, you know, there are multiples. And when you think about pearls are made, like, they're they're precious, but they're, you know, they're made. Yeah. And yeah, they well, they're kinda... not really gemstones either. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a different yeah. order, yeah. Yeah, well, because they're they're fabricated, you know, yeah. they're like something that is created by circumstance. Well, to be fair, by organic, technically yeah. all gems are yeah. one way or the other. But anyway, yeah, and it was finally it was nice to have Pearl kind of say that. Yeah, I've made something, you know, like there was this moment of Pearl kind of standing up for herself and who she is. And... It was a Nadia moment for Pearl. It was yeah, real good. Bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was but real good. Yeah, it's oh, that, yeah Pearl is just like one of a bazillion like custom made gems yeah, from that, Homeworld. And yeah. that they're like a servant class sort yeah. of thing. So I wonder, is Peridot going to stick around? Is she going to be part of the crew? I mean, I you kind of wonder how, if you wonder if she's going to do a heel turn where she's going to turn the bad guys when the bad guys show up. Is it going to be something where everyone goes back to Homeworld and she like finally realizes what a shit place Homeworld is whenever she has to go back and like turns and helps the the, 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 the good guys fight the bad guys? Or I can yeah. see her going back to the to the bad t- guys but now being symp- empathetic and sympathetic because it makes sense that like crew. steven being so sensitive towards her would be the turning point like is kind of like the leverage that shows her that like okay maybe humanity is something worth the fight for if everyone's got a little bit of steven in them because steven yeah. is you know being essentially of earth and everything like yeah. that yeah i don't know man so the oh, the ending song of um steven universe has always been this it has varied but you realize slowly this. as the show goes on that it's all part of one song mm-hmm. And uh, the bit that they've used over the last couple episodes has been a part where she says, um, I can't be good because I know that you're good and I'm nothing like you. And that makes me cry every time I hear it. Like I'm just describing it just now. I'm getting goosebumpy. Oh my god! I've never even noticed that. We watched uh, we watched Steven Universe right after Great British Bake Off, and it was already all weepy. Oh and no! When that, those lyrics came up. I'm just like, <laughs> did they have a different credits like image for this one that it never made? They the, did because yeah. it's not the hand with the washing machine. It's, they, well, it's... I mean, I don't know. It may be different on mine, but actually, the second episode because they're the, they show them they release them as two episodes. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah. The first one had the song. Okay. And um, the second one was just it was just like the. Steven's shirts drying in the breeze with no music whatsoever. Oh, really? That's what it was. Yeah, so. Damn. Fucking Steven Universe! 
course! Damn. That show is a stealth show. It gets under your fucking skin. My God, man, God that's bless good, it. man. Some man, think, think, how, man, you you got to watch some brand new Creepers Peak off yeah. and some brand new Steven Universe. Yeah, minimum that won't happen again for another like year. Uh huh. That's good. One, that's a good hour of television yep. there, right there. Damn, shit. God damn, and shit. Uh, and with that, friends, this has been. It's a good time to be alive and into junk stuff. That's <laughs> right. To be just like watching TV and that's playing right. with toys yep. and playing video games. <laughs> it's and... a good time to be a self-indulgent child person. <laughs> And friends, this has been the Boy Hattie Podcast. Uh, as always, we're at Boy Hattie Podcast on Twitter. BoyHattiePodcast.com is our website. We'll be back next week to talk to y'all about more pop culture garbage. And uh, for people who like American Werewolf in London, give my other podcast listen. Uh, we just covered the American Werewolf in London at Tardy the Party uh, Podcast. That's Tardy Tardy to the Party I think, or TardyPodcast.com. <laughs> I'm trying to remember this from, yeah, this is my first time. We go to tardypodcast.com. Uh-huh. Sid, if you're listening, if you want to, man, you don't want to hear us talk about it. <laughs> so it's good. I love, Daniel didn't care for it too much, but I love American Wolf in London. I still need to watch it. You loaned it to me. Yeah, you, well, you got two weeks to watch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, friends. We'll talk to y'all next week. <laughs>